Jen C there. Been busy reading from my new favorite book, Diary of a Bratwurst by O. Meyer. You might know the author. Uh, real quick, I'll read you the back of the book. It's, uh, it's, it's great stuff, man. This is a literary classic based on a tale of a singled out brat from his past. All he ever wanted was a sense of belonging. Find out how one fateful night his dreams came true when he found his friends gathered together in a mug. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Audio Rose Podcast. I'm your host, Jared Isaacs. Welcome on this fine Sunday. Thank you so much for joining us here. If you're watching along live on the stream on Facebook, be sure to share it to your page. If you're watching on YouTube, subscribe to the channel. While you're watching along live, be sure to give us some comments and some likes, some loves, some laughs. Tell us how we're doing. Join along on the fun. Uh, you can also check out audio-only versions of the show on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Podbean, or wherever you find your podcasts. A really cool way to support the show is to go to patreon.com slash the Podcast and consider becoming a monthly member. There you can get upfront and early access to when our live shows are going to be, as well as a brand new series that we've just launched this past Wednesday, Common Grounds, that you'll only be able to see here on Patreon. So do consider becoming a member because it helps support the show and you get something out of it. You can also check out playlist available on iTunes or Spotify. Just go there and search for the Audio Rose podcast. There you'll find playlists from today's show and past episodes. These are songs put together that are used in those episodes. So if you like what we're doing, you're looking for some good tunes, check it out. You can also go to our website, our handy dandy official one-stop shop, audiorose.com. There you can find links to our sponsors, merch, past episodes, all kinds of fun ways to support us. You can also go to our website, audiorose.com. It's your official one-stop shop for all things Audio Roast related. You can find merch, links to our sponsors, past episodes, playlists, you name it, it's there. Check it out. We change it often. Um, now it's time to recap what we did here last week. Last week, we did country from the year 1977 through 79. We had Chris Fiddler and Stephen Williams here on the show. And let me tell you, it was a blast. We had such a good show, great episode. We had a lot of great feedback after the show, as a matter of fact. Many people messaged and said, kudos, good job, keep up the good work. So here we are today doing just that. An old favorite, that's right, classic album clash, number seven. We've got Lady Gaga this week. It's the fame versus born this way. We're going to put the two up against each other in a track-by-track showdown to determine which of the two is a better album. We need your help and we need your comments, so be sure to be an active part of today's show. We've got Anthony Cano and Johnny Atkinson right here in the studio with us to help decide which is better. So now it is time for everybody's favorite part of the show. Seven songs in seven days. You guys submitted a big selection of songs for us to choose from last week, and we gave it a listen, gave it a rank, and here's how it all shook out. In the number seven spot from Stephen Williams, we've got 8th of November by Big and Rich. I gotta say, I enjoyed their harmonies. I thought they were good as far as being a good band. Um, I didn't care for the song that much. Uh, Buck Country kind of came to, to my mind. So, eh. Again, not bad, but just not not my favorite. Um, in the number six spot from Chet Williams, we've got Six O'Clock by Dream Theater. That was all right. Um, not my favorite Dream Theater song. Um, it was almost just technical for the sh- sake of showing off. 
There wasn't much song to it. You know what I mean? It didn't have that much of a story or a message that I got out of it. And how are you going to have a song that's 6 o'clock and we didn't even clock in at 6 minutes? I mean, come on. Uh, in the number five spot, we've got Maybe It's Time by 6 a.m. Uh, this one given to us by Chris Fiddler. I thought it was an all right song. Um, almost a little too mellow for for what I was into this week for some reason. Um, I enjoyed other songs of theirs, but this one was just okay. In the number four spot from Kim Garmory, we've got Low Life by Theory of a Dead Man. Again, another butt rock song, but I actually really kind of enjoyed this one. It was a little more upbeat, up-tempo, and uh, it was good stuff, so I really enjoyed it. In the number three spot, and this one, this is where things got hairy. Uh, we've got from Deborah Klein, Burning Heart by Vandenberg. A really great song. I love this one. Definitely number one, Status. Um, it just got beat out this week. No big deal. Um, I really enjoyed it, though. Good stuff. In the number two spot from Julia Le Cobb, we've got Fox on the Run by Sweet. Really good song. Um, I love this old 70s throwback that, that Julia and Deborah both submitted this week. Uh, it just kind of, it's what I was vibing with this week. So I enjoyed both of those. Then I go on to say in the number one position from Cameron Klein, all the way from the 90s, we've got One Week by the Bare Naked Ladies. This is a good song. It reminds me a lot of my childhood. Uh, so it, it, it's it's in the number one spot. Uh, I, I enjoy the Bare Naked Ladies and I enjoyed this song. So now is the time for you tonight. Nominate your songs using the hashtag seven. Just submit any song from any genre, any decade, or any style. Just make it a song. We'll take the next seven days, give it a listen, give it a rank, because it's fun, it's new music, and we can. We're going to take a quick commercial break and introduce our guest. We'll be back right after this. person double the guest double the fun so be there the audio roast podcast only at the rib 
Eventually, a Bolivian claims everything. Time ravages all things. All things but the timeless. Even when it feels like there's always someone telling you what you can or can't do. When there's always another sign, another obstacle in your way. When nothing ever works out the way it should. And the world keeps on spinning around you. Don't despair. You may never sound like us, but you can smell like us. DM Dwarf, smell us for yourself at Metal Mania 2. August 14th, Springfield, Missouri, at the Outland Brawl Room. Morgan, we're outside you, Solomon. man you gotta beat the man and i'm saying woo right here i'm the man look at what we got history lesson time for those of you that remember when we moved over here in the late 90s we built this beautiful little room it helped us showcase acoustic guitars the tailor specifically and helped us control our humidity nice glass room well Unlike my wife's lies about me, we continue to improve with age. So is there a reason we're one of the top 10 Taylor dealers in all of the US? Oh, you bet there is. Builders Edition, got them. Grand Theaters, got them. Koa GS Minis, got them. American Dreams, got them. Built to Order Customs, got them. We've got the best selection of Taylors. We've got the coolest room. We love our guitars and we love you and we'd love to see you in here and playing some of them. So come on in, come check them out. We'll catch you later. Well, hello. Welcome to another episode of the Audio Rose Podcast. Happy Sunday, everybody. Hope you're doing well. Let's, uh, let's see here. Who else I got in the, in the studio with me? I think I've got... Uh... Josh, are you there? There you I'm are. Here. Hey, Hello, Josh, guys. how's it going down there, sir? It's down there. Is that a short joke? No, it's you're you're right down there. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. All right. And and as plus, we're not... looking down on you. Yeah. Well, most people do. <laughs> the camera is like eye level with me, but mm-hmm. you know, it's. <laughs> <laughs> hey, man, how are you? How was your week? I'm doing good. My week was pretty good. Yeah. Anything yeah. Anything fun or exciting happen? Nothing. No flat tires. No. Uh, did nothing. you take out the trash? All the uh, would, all that stuff yeah, that you're supposed to talk about on a podcast. Yeah. <laughs> Just kidding. Nothing. Or are we? I don't no, know. Maybe no, I'm, gonna, no, I'm not going to start that this soon. Come on now. Can't we all get along? Uh, nothing really happened this week. No gigs. Just kind of chilled out this week. There you go. There you go. Uh, oh, I just it dawned on me. I was supposed to have some stuff ready to show, but uh, I I ran sound for uh, Reverend Horton Heat down at Southbound this weekend. Yeah, that was that? That was a fun show. Yeah. Uh, really fun act. If you've not ch- uh, got a chance to see them before, I'd highly recommend go check it out. They're kind of rockabilly, aren't Very they? Very rockabilly. Yeah. Uh, they but but some influence from all over. Uh, the highlight of the night was well, there was many highlights of the night. Uh, maybe I should or shouldn't get into that. Um, they did a great cover of Ace of Spades by Motorhead. And I did not expect that. Uh, for anybody that doesn't know who this band is, it's imagine a rockabilly band with that's fronted by a guy that's probably in his 60s and singing the crap out of uh, out of some Lemmy Kilmeister. It was great. 
They've really been great. around. He, he's been around for a long, yeah. long time. He jumped up on the stand-up bass on the side of it and played his guitar, did a solo and mm-hmm. stuff. It was awesome. Really entertaining stuff. So good times. And then I went down to the paddle wheel last night and worked with the Dirty Saints down there. Had a good show. So uh, yeah. yeah, throughout the week though, nothing, nothing too, uh, too exciting around mm-hmm. these parts. So let's go ahead and jump in on the show here, Josh. Okay. Breakfast in America. Yeah, because that's exactly what it's from. <laughs> you can't call me out on that every time. Every Sometimes time you're just going to have to go get with it. it. Right. Until you get it right. <laughs> yes, breakfast in America. That's what we're drinking oh, yeah. today. As from Classic fact, Rock Coffee. My mug is empty. I need to get a refill. Oh, boo. Mine is uh, right to the brim. Mm. So what's what's uh, what are the contents of Breakfast in America, Joshua Poole. Do you want to know? The world wants to know. The world wants to know. Well, it is a light roast morning brew. Okay. So apparently... It's, a, it's neither light nor morning. No. It's rainy and yeah, mid-afternoon. So, I mean, can we drink <laughs> this during the day? Well, we'll see. We'll see. Okay. I'm hoping that by doing so, the sun will come out and we'll end the day on a, okay. on a bright note. It, well, it is nutty. Easy, easy it's, it's nutty. <laughs> there you go. All right. <laughs> We are talking about like nuts, nut, regular nuts, right? Uh, yes, yeah, yes, okay. yes. <laughs> it's not like tea bagged or. Oh my god! So, uh, sweet citrus and dark chocolate. Oh, so no blueberry, no blueberry, <laughs> but there's dark chocolate and it's got nuts. <laughs> win win. Yeah. Uh, what are All you guys right. drinking out there? That's what I want to know. Let's uh, let's see what else is next here, Josh. Okay. Bless. <sighs> Go to the comments. All right. So uh, let's see here. We've got some some action going on. Joshua Poole says, what's up, little monsters? Y'all ready for a Gaga classic album clash? (laughs) (laughs) Anthony says, Pog Champ. (laughs) Pog Champ? Yeah. I love that profile picture, by the way. It's very... it's mysterious. Yeah, yeah. that's yeah, yeah. That's, you, that's you wonder yes. who this Anthony character is. <laughs> I'm telling you, hey, <laughs> hey, uh, David Klein. Sure, I am here, man. Good no, to see that's you. Good to sure have you. am. I am here. Oh, sure am. I am here, man. I am here, here, man. Carolyn Fritz is with us. There she is. Howdy, Tara. Thanks for joining us. Um. Let's see here. So let's jump into things. We've got CJ Garma with hashtag seven ghost bath golden number. Kim Garmery says hashtag seven shake rattle and roll by C Calhoun. Julia Le Cobb hashtag seven my wave by Soundgarden. Abigail's here with this uh, hashtag seven Wichita by Gretchen Peters. Good to see you guys. Thanks for joining us. Uh, Deborah Klein says, woohoo, Cameron listens to an assortment. Yeah, I actually really enjoy the assortment that he listens to. Um, we've got to have got to have this young man on someday, sounds like. Uh, Wesley Waller here with us. Uh, the top hat makes you look legit, bro. Well, thanks. About time something did. Yeah. I, I, I lost a lot of uh, street cred whenever I had to shave my, my face. No, you so. didn't. <laughs> it, was, it was the talk of the town. Oh, my God. Who are you? They say. Uh, Robin says, I am too. Good to see you, Robin. Thanks for joining us. Uh, sorry we won't be playing any Leonard Skinner. <laughs> if you know, yeah. you know. Uh, Deborah Klein says, hashtag seven. Uh, come again, damn Yankees. 
Uh, Deborah says, my e-liquid is Java caramel. Very tasty. Nice. Christy says, working on a 12-hour shift. Looking forward to this episode. Bless your heart. She's a hard-working woman. Yeah, she works at the same place I work. Oh, that's yeah, right. Yeah, got, yeah, yeah. Got a job. Uh, Deborah Quine says, I'm feeling that Anthony may be a Lady Gaga ringer. Maybe. Maybe. Uh, what are we up to? Six? Uh, five. Five. five? Yeah. So we need two more. Hashtag sevens. We need some. Don't some, make us ask our guests. Some nominations. No. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Uh, all right. Tired of waiting. Let's move on. All right. All right. Let's go ahead and meet today's guests. And by meet, I mean meet dress. Um, <laughs> I don't know. It's all. I did. You I did. Us, I, did I did. I hit the. I hit the uh, all too powerful button. All right. So our first guest. Maybe you know him. Maybe you don't. Uh, if you don't, you should know. Let's give it up at this time for the very special Mr. Anthony Cano. How's it going, Anthony? Pretty good. Good. Thanks for green joining nitro. Us. Yep. No problem. <laughs> green nitro. <laughs> you got a new nickname, buddy. Oh Thanks. yeah. <laughs> right on well thanks for joining us i hope you're having a good day and i hope you have a good time here on the show i hope so too i know to right it. good 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 um all right our next guest <laughs> hit the uh hit the, that I thing can. there you go there you go there, there you go. go all right sorry i didn't show notes sorry yeah. uh <laughs> I have a great idea. Let's keep Joshua in the dark as long as we can. That'd yeah, be great for that the way show. you can always <laughs> shit on me. <laughs> not knowing what's going on. That gives Dan some fuel for well, like you know. Yeah, I yeah, I totally do it to ourselves, don't I? Sorry. <laughs> All right. So our next mm. guest, you know, from Nocturnal Nation, he's been around town playing a lot of good music for a lot of good years. I've been playing with him in my band for a long time, well over ten years. Um, so let's go ahead and give a warm welcome at this time to Mr. Johnny Adkinson. How's it going? Good. <laughs> that one was my fault. <laughs> yes, indeed. Johnny, thanks for joining us, man. No Thank problem. You Thank you for here. having me. Absolutely. I'm looking forward to this. Um, when I found out that you were a Lady Gaga fan, after my brain like came back in from being blown, I was like, wow, this is all right. Um, so, like I said, you and I have played a lot of shows together and stuff with our bands over the years. And um, this is the first time we've actually got to sit down and chat and kind of get to know each other so this is this has been nice and even before we went live like just having a conversation with you and stuff really yeah, looking forward absolutely. to this really looking forward it was to this nice very cool so uh i guess let's jump right into things um josh i don't it's been so long since i put this show together i don't even remember what's next so let's let's see what we got okay so let's go do that how about that there we go okay like it. i love so, it classic I clash <laughs> this is how it works yeah. do you want a full screen on that uh, yeah, let's so go ahead and do that. Really see? Yeah. All right, let's do that. All right, so uh, let's see here. Josh, I'll take one. You take one. Okay. First, we will compare initial thoughts and album artwork of the two albums. Then each song will be discussed at length by each participant here in the studio, which is going to take a long time. Oh, boy. <laughs> buckle in for probably a five-hour podcast. Oh, no, no, no. We won't be having none of that. All right, and overall audience votes will be taken into account. So your votes count. We want to hear from you in the comments. You hear? Yeah. Then all votes will be totaled, and the most 
votes will win the track. The album with the most tracks won will be, de- be deemed as being the better of the two albums. That is correct. So um, before we move on, I want to read a little uh, a synopsis, if you will, on these albums. Um, I'm assuming a lot of people know a lot about these albums and stuff, but I just want to make sure uh, that everybody's on the same page. Uh, Kim says, hey, Anthony. Hi. What's up, Brian? Um, let's see here. Robin says, did not, still can't believe that was you, and thank you, I corrected it. I'm losing my mind. <laughs> so, yeah, uh, there was another band, uh, Got You Covered, that was playing um, Cat Scratch Fever by Ted Nugent. She's like, oh, I love Leonard Skinner, which is funny because that's always been a joke. Like, man, I love that that band Guns N' Roses. Their singer, yeah. Brett Michaels, da-da-da-da-da. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> but she actually... The, she accidentally made that mistake, so I had to correct her. But what she's talking about is uh, she didn't know that that was me doing the Aussie impersonation a few weeks ago at Southbound. And because she's you like, didn't have the mustache. Right. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Like, mm-hmm. I, I, people were like, who is this guy? Somebody tell me who this is. And I was like, well, it's me. And she was like, oh, my God, I didn't even know it was you. <laughs> Did you shave it off? Oh, yeah. Recently? Yep. Yep. Oh, uh, what was that? Two or three weeks ago? Something like that. Uh, it's like the next day. Yeah. I let it start growing back. I'm like, oh, this feels weird. <laughs> Damn. Um, so, yeah. Um, so. Uh, I also wanted to jump back over here. Christy says, I'm just ready to talk about Lord of the Rings already. Well, golly, girl, Lord you're, you're in the right spot. Just yeah, I love those two. What's that? I love those two. Oh, man. Uh, Lisa says, <laughs> would, would know Anthony, but you're ashamed to introduce us to him. Oh, now, 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 you know better than that. <laughs> she did tell me that recently, and I was like, no, he just hardly comes out. So here he is. Um, all right. I wanted to uh, read some some stuffs. So here I go. Uh, the Fame was released August 19th of 2008. The Fame is an electro pop, synth pop, and dance pop album that displays influences from the 1980s music. Lyrically, it visualizes Gaga's love of fame in general, while also dealing with subjects such as love, sex, money, drugs, and sexual identity. The Fame became the fifth best selling album of 2009 and has sold over 4.9 million copies in the United States as of January of 2019. Combined with the Fame Monster, the album has sold over 18 million copies worldwide as of August of 2019. The Fame has won multiple awards since its release. In the United States, the album was nominated for a total of five Grammy Awards, including Grammy for Album of the Year. It won the Grammy Award for the Best Electronics Dance Album and the Grammy for Best Dance Recording for the single Poker Face. And it also went on to win uh, Best International Album at the 2010 Brit Awards. In 2013, Rolling Stone named the fame as one of the 100 greatest debut albums of all time. As of 2018, it is the 12th biggest album of all time on the Billboard 200 charts in the U.S. Uh, For the other album that we're comparing it to, Born This Way, which was Lady Gaga's third released studio album, uh, released on May 23rd of 2011, she worked with artists such as the E Street Band saxophonist, Clarence Clemens and Queens guitarist Brian May. Born This Way received three Grammy Award nominations, including Gaga's third consecutive nomination for Album of the Year. In 2020, Rolling Stone ranked it number 484 in their updated list of the 500 greatest albums of all time. The music of Born This Way stems from the synth pop and dance pop styles of her previous material, while incorporating different forms of instrumentation from that of her previous releases, such as electronic, rock, and techno. It features a broader range of genres, such as opera, heavy metal, disco, house, and rock and roll, 
while its lyrical topics include sexuality, religion, freedom, fem feminism, and individualism. Despite divided opinions among religious and conservative conservative commentators, the album was well-received by music critics who praised the varying musical styles and Gaga's vocals. Others feel Gaga was trying too hard to please everyone through the album's self-empowerment message. According to the International Feder Federation of Phonographic Industry, the IFPI, Born This Way was the third global best-selling album of 2011. And finally, as of 2021, Born This Way has more than 5.8 billion that's with a B, billion, global streams. 5.2 million physical copies sold and 31 million digital tracks sold. Whew. So, there's that. <laughs> now then, that we've got all the, the business out of the way. Uh, so, was you, were you just straight reading from Wikipedia? Hey, you hush your mouth. Because <laughs> I was looking through that and it's like, it sounds familiar. You're like, man, that. Almost word for this. word. Yeah. yeah, almost. Almost like you know, copy and paste. You don't have to do research if you there's Wikipedia. <laughs> you just click on it. Yeah. All right. Let's see what else we got here. I think we're going to start talking about uh, initial thoughts and album artwork before we jump into the track by track. We got a leak somewhere? Huh? We got a leak somewhere? <laughs> no, I had to go to the bathroom. Okay. <laughs> That's a, a weird sound effect <laughs> well, for that. Is that know, what thinking know. sounds like to you? <laughs> <laughs> All right, so uh, Anthony, we'll start with you. What are your overall initial thoughts on a, on a surface level of, of both of these albums? Um, hmm. Well, considering what we were doing today, I thought initially that this was going to be a blowout for one of the albums that I tend to favor over the other. Okay. But as I sat over the past week listening to both of them going through each song, I realized this is a lot closer than I thought it was going to be. Okay. Yeah. And... Uh, I grew up in the time frame of, since I'm a bit younger, I experienced Lady Gaga through high school, basically. Uh, the Fame came out in 2008 when I was a freshman, and then in 2011 is the year I graduated, which is when Born This Way came out. So it basically kind of shaped my teenage years in that regard. So she's kind of been like my big artist of my lifetime because that's what I experienced as a kid coming right. up. And so since then, I've listened to every single album. I've purchased, I think, most of them. And Very cool. I'm just like an overall big fan. Cool. Uh, Johnny, what about yourself, man? What are your initial thoughts of, of both of these albums? Uh, the Fame is my favorite, but it would probably be a lot of people's favorite because of the way it was made. She just got signed. So a lot of influence, especially with her father, I'm, as I think is how it goes. But when she got signed, it was... You know, you're going to play what we're going to play. It's, that's why it was so dance and common. And then her second right. album ended up being more of what she wanted to do. Because as an artist, you want to grow. To get your foot into the industry, you have to play by their rules. Yep. And uh, I like the fame the most because I listened to that album way more. It was I was 18 or 19. So, yeah, going and buying that while, you know, playing a nocturnal and listening to everything else that I listened to, right. even, even the guys in, in the band would always say, you can, Lady Gaga is not bad. It's great, but I can find, if there's bad music, I can find it. And it's awesome. But I also, <laughs> I'm not, I'm not what I'm saying about Lady Gaga, but I listen to weird things. Right. Right. You know, as well, much that's as the thing. I, like I, I totally, and there's nothing wrong with liking Lady Gaga. I just didn't peg you for oh, being yeah. a Lady Gaga fan, oh, yeah. which I think is fantastic. I love that. You know, so, but I would say the fame and, but born this way is you, you letting her do what she wants to do and use her power to influence people to help with a message that she was trying to get across right correct yeah yeah you're even saying that you uh you remember the specifics of, of buying the the fame album yes uh <laughs> kmart when it was on south campbell 
uh, bought it in the back, and I also bought Adam Lambert's first CD at the same Kmart as a few months later. Great I'm pretty voice. sure. Nice. For your entertainment came out, which I love Adam Lambert, by the way. He's awesome. Very cool, man. Very cool. Uh, I wanted to, I missed. Uh, I agree with Christy Pressler. Brian says, uh, yeah, looks much better than, looks much better with the beard. Gotcha. Um, <laughs> Brian says, need to do an annual blooper reel for the Audio Rose podcast. Okay. Maybe a three part mini series. <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> no the, I doubt. mean, we've a, got a blooper reel is, is just an actual podcast. <laughs> yeah. At this point, yeah, we could fill a ta- an entire It'd episode. It'd be easier to do one where there aren't mistakes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and by easier, uh, we, we would have to sift through so much material to, right. find, to find the the flawless stuff. Robin says she's got Brett Michaels' autograph tattoo on her arm. That's awesome. Christy says, in my opinion, fame was the money grabber to get her in the scene with all the uh, controversies she had. Born This Way was when Gaga showed her true talent. That's a totally fair argument. Robin says, I had the first CD too. Love him. Very cool. All right. Let's uh, talk about some album artwork, Josh. What are you, do you have initial thoughts? Um, <laughs> My initial thoughts? Your initial thoughts. Like, did you, did, are you a big well, I, Gaga fan? Like, did you I buy got, her albums and you stuff? You know, I did not buy any albums, just what I heard on the radio. And, uh, oh, yeah. I'm supposed to look this way. So it looks like yeah. we're looking at each other. Yeah. And does it look like I'm looking at you? Sure. We'll okay. go with sure. Yes. Why not? Uh, so, I mean, in listening to these albums, I mean, I've just heard what's been on the radio, but uh, in listening to, to the albums, it's definitely can tell that uh, one is more industry produced. The first one uh, and uh, born this way has probably more of who she is as far as a voice. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That's I would, general I would thoughts. Yeah, I would agree. Yeah. All right. You can't argue it. <laughs> All right, so All right, artwork. Artwork. Here we go. Um, there they are. There they is. Mm-hmm. You want a full of that so the people at home can look at? Sure. I mean, for me, sure. it's not even close. Okay, do tell. I mean, the the first one is basic. Uh, okay, fame is basically just a real close up selfie. She looks great. The skin looks great. It's glowing. I like the the glasses and all that. But I mean, come on, she's a motorcycle on the other album. It's awesome. It's so weird. It's so kooky. It's very much so how she operates as an artist. And like you said, it's much more her. I like the bold red lip, the little beauty mark, the crazy wild hair. Her leg is the front of the bike. She was born a motorcycle. Like That stands out way more than the fame would her. in a lineup oh, of yeah. album artwork. You would notice that one above that one. Hmm. Okay. Johnny, what do you think? Any preference on album on the artwork itself? So the cover of the fame was a big deal for her. And a lot of it is because with poker face coming out, those glasses were very like cutting edge for 2008. Yep. The whole look say. she had going on with the square hair and the blonde, the very tan skin. It was, she was the next pop star to, to do it, to do this. And it was new with born this way. It was cause I'm a, I'm a, as far as I know, after the fame, a lot of stuff happened with her. Um, including, uh, she has a really bad, I think it's a hip problem. She has, she got on, uh, opiates real bad for the pain and, um, gained weight. And she started to take care of herself more than losing weight to stay thin born this way. It's basically saying she's going to do what she wants to do now because she was being, she had to be fake for the first album. And 
appease everyone and which most yes, artists do which which is what you have to do and born this way is what i want to do so yeah to be honest it's uh, it's all about what you want to do so i'm going to say born this way better because the motorcycle kind of represents her being completely different than the freedom the fame yeah the freedom. The freedom yeah absolutely um I, and I i totally agree with that analysis of born this way and I, the, I, the only thing i would add to uh the deal with the fame is that uh I mean, for years, I'm talking up until probably the last two or three years, you can go to Party City and still get that Lady Gaga outfit with the wig and the glasses and stuff for for well over 10 years after the album came out. So uh, th that speaks a lot to the power of like what you were saying, Johnny, yes. with th that look, you know, was very iconic. Um, it's just... Uh, it, it was her signature look. You know, yeah. she's she's more fluid in her, in her identity she was a money now. She was a moneymaker and they ran her dry. Yeah, they, she was played a lot of shows. She got herself hurt. I mean, she used everything, almost ruined her career over it from her body being in such bad shape. So, yeah, for her to recover and still be in the business is fantastic. So, whatever she does, basically, is uh, she has the power to do it. Do it. I mean, you can hardly blame her for her body giving out on her. She was on tour for almost a year and a half straight. She didn't stop. Yeah, the the meme of her going club, next club, next club, next club arena stadium well yeah and she has like probably over a hundred people for the set for all the dancers and yeah. and the choreography right. and all that she and actually well, she has to soak in like epsom salt baths as what i think is because uh her body hurts so bad that she has to do that to be able to perform still yeah so she deals with a lot she does and that's the thing too i'm, I'm glad to hear you bring that up too johnny because a lot of times we think of like rock and roll guys having to go through this, you know, but, and we, we kind of write off the pop singers in the, the modern day world of like, Oh, you know, how bad can it be? Well, it's right. still the, the rigors of the road, you know, and oh, yeah. it, it takes a toll on your body. So it's all the same. Plus she's out there doing choreographed dances and stuff. And like, she's actually doing a lot more with her body with her body in some ways. So, so yeah, uh, I guess let's go ahead, Josh, uh, and, uh, jump into things here. Yep, that's where we're at. We're okay. at the start. Da, da, ooh, la, la. All right, so uh, track number one on the fame is Just Dance versus Marry the Night. All right, um, just for the sake of being different, Joshua, I'm going to start with you on this one. All right, well, so my opinion was that uh, Just Dance uh, is a great opening song. It has nice traditions uh, from the chorus to verse and back. It builds well. Uh, it's a good head-bopping song. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, the guest vocalist, I thought, added a lot to the song. Uh, but And it could also be that they may have not had a whole lot of faith in her, too, since they threw in a guest vocalist. Didn't know if they would hold a uh, she could hold an audience's attention on the radio. Right. Um, there was a section that reminded. Okay. So some of the. Let's have it. Let's okay. Hear it. So <laughs> you can definitely tell that she's, she was a industry creation on that first album. Right. Uh, especially since the, the little. Uh, industry mold, if you will. Yeah. Cause I mean, she was already playing music and stuff, so it wasn't like. They taught her how to sing or taught, you know what I mean? No, but yeah. I mean, she was classically trained. True. So yep. the stuff she was playing, you know, five years before was classical type stuff and more, more of her, her type. And she type could play the music. piano really well as yes. well. Yes. Yeah. Pianist. Yeah. Uh, and she went from being classically educated to doing 
doing that and everything's programmed. So right. uh, there were sections of that song, especially that talk rap, sing rap stuff that was you know, reminded me of Supersonic and yeah. Fergie. No doubt. A lot of Gwen Stefani yep. style yes. oh, stuff. I, 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 we're going to have to wait. Now. <laughs> yep. yep. Uh, yep. There's so, a song yeah. on, on yeah. this yep. album that sounds just like Gwen Stefani. The, prob- the problem with this song is that when I first heard it, um, well, after Poker Face came out, I never associated this song with her. Right. Because yeah. Poker Face took, it o- took over her identity because, to you? Well, Poker Face sounded totally different than this song. Oh, yeah. This I thought this was Kesha for the for a long oh, time. Oh, really? I sure did. Because hmm. this sounds exactly like what Kesha would do. Um, yeah. Hopefully okay. it sounded like another singer. It didn't sound like that. That's Gaga, another so. artist. Kesha is another artist that's gotten yeah. a lot of bad bad stuff happened mm-hmm. to her over the yeah. years. Yep, for sure. Uh, and with Mary the Night, I thought the intro had some potential. Then it turned into a techno club song. Uh, and whatever depth the song could have had was undercut by uh, turning into a shallow party song. It reminded me something that would play on the Night at the Roxbury uh, soundtrack. Yeah, okay. All so right. my vote. Night at the Roxbury. Your vote is? <laughs> Just Dance. Just Dance. All right. Um, I will... Um... Let's see here. We'll let uh, Johnny go first or second. Numbers. <laughs> Numbers. So is it me? Yep. It's Just you. answer, Mary. Is tonight. your name Johnny? Yes. Or he Jim. Said, but he said go Jim? second. So go second. Right. Well, that sounded funny to me. <laughs> um, Just Dance with Just Dance, like you were saying with the guest vocals. You got to remember. So, so if I remember, I just graduated high school in 07, 08. And you know, uh, Akon was a big deal and Lil John was still a big deal and a lot of Usher was still. So getting that type of popular vocals, because it always reminded me of Akon sounding vocals. In that yes. Song. That was a way to get her foot in. Yep. To She's got a lot of effects on her voice on this album. Yes. Yeah. And uh, that that is what helped her with that. And then Poker Face, of course, being so big. Oh, we're not even talking about that yet. But and I'll wait on that. But uh, <laughs> Just Dan, then Marry the Night, to be honest, doesn't really do anything for me uh, there's some songs in that album that do it for me this one i just don't really have an opinion on okay because it was Anthony's so much getting a little oh, I'm twisted it. up on this one eyebrows pop up. he's like mm. all right so now that uh johnny's made his vote i'm gonna make anthony wait yeah and so let's, uh, <laughs> let's let him stew a little bit right yeah and he can tell us why we're all wrong that's right um or can he um okay so for me just dance uh these are some some little tidbits here and uh jim you went with just dance right Jim, you got to quit with this. You're going to mess me up. <laughs> Johnny, you went with Just Dance, correct? That is correct. Okay. All right. Uh, Just Dance is a joyous, heart-themed song, which appeals to people going through tough times in their lives. Uh, it was actually, you ready for this, uh, Johnny? It was co-written with Akon. Um, so there's uh, there's where that oh, there comes from. That, there's that. Uh, you know I think I remember that for some reason now. Yeah, I'm sure there's I a really reason. Do. That, I think I do. Yeah. Uh, it was released uh, April 8th of 2008 as the lead single from the album. Uh, the song was apparently written in 10 minutes, and lyrically, it speaks about being intoxicated at the club. Yeah, you know, yeah, useless I, information. Yeah. <laughs> right. To me, it doesn't, it sounds like it was written in 10 minutes. <laughs> Woo! Coming because in. It ah. was, because it was. Yeah. Right. It really because was. There's, there's no, yeah. That's what sells. Yeah. Yep. At the yeah. clubs. Yep. You want to listen to music about? One of the clubs. Exactly. We don't want to about think the, too the club much experience. about what we're dancing to. Right. So. Yeah. It's the music matters more than the lyrics in a lot of times. Um, that being said, 
later in her in her professional career like her lyrics really start taking a, a me like she's like okay wait a minute i don't want to be just about the music i want my words to matter too which we'll get into yeah, we'll, as the we'll show discuss goes discuss that too because yeah. i have my thoughts on those too um so mary the night released october 17 of 2011 originally released for promotion on you ready for this night at the roxbury farmville on farmville <laughs> yes uh so it, just plow <laughs> no i want to marry the plow <laughs> marry the night uh oh, that was on married the night yeah uh it was inspired by the energy of her um previous songs like dance in the dark and her love for her hometown new york city lady gaga directed the music video and some of the scenes filmed included the inside of her own new york apartment the more you know okay so um just dance is a better song that's my vote yep. I won't, okay, I won't, Anthony, I won't why, hit the repeat why, button. Why are we wrong? Actually, you're not wrong. Just Dancing was the one I was going to choose, too. All right. Well, tell fascinating. us why. Well, here's the thing. Originally, when I went through this, this was one of the harder decisions for me to make because oh, I really like easy one. No, it, it was close for me. I actually originally had written this as one of the three ties that I had on this okay. thing. But I decided to go with Just Dance just because it was more influential and more successful because Mary the Night ended up only getting to number 29 on the Hot 100 after 11 previous songs were in the top 10. So maybe that says something about the quality of that song. Personally, I like it because her vocals are better on Mary of the Night than they are in Just Dance. Agreed. Yep. But that's true about the entire album, basically. Yep. Yeah. Um, so that's not anything to put it over. I like Mary of the Night. Um, it's part of one of her... Actually, it's part of her longest uh, music videos that she did, which you said that she, she, wrote, she helped produce. She directed. directed. She directed it, yeah. Yeah, I think it clocks in at something like 13 minutes or 14 minutes or something. Um, I don't know. I like it because it was a, a bigger sound. It was it felt more grandiose, the song Mary the Night. It felt so, like something you would hear at a arena show or live in concert compared to Just Dance, which is more of like you're going to listen to it in the club or you can listen to it in the car or at karaoke, which I actually think makes it more uh, appealing to the masses than prior so that's why i put just dance over mary the night because it's it's overall a better song that's more successful yeah and it all goes back to the to what sells the most yeah even though what she did on the mary the night was what she wanted to do and it's great especially her dedicated fans uh right love that stuff more but when it goes you have to deal with the general public and when it comes to that you want to get views or back then it wasn't even views right or i'm saying views like youtube <laughs> right but, but that is that the was, birth that is the birth of the youtube era and stuff is, though so really yeah is. yeah she was the most downloaded artist for a long time yep yep indeed all right so let's uh now jump over to the comments and see where everybody else thinks i think it's really one-sided from what i've seen already okay uh robin says i never bought her albums either but have some songs but have some songs burned onto cd my granddaughter loved her uh, Teresa's here. Hey, Teresa. She says she's iconic. Won't stop till she drops. Julia says the fame cover is a great introduction to Gaga's first visually iconic look. Born This Way's bold strangeness is a huge commentary uh, along the lines of I will do whatever the F I want and be fantastic. Born This Way gets the edge for me. Uh, and her vote is just dance. Teresa says just dance. Christy agrees and says for this round, it was a uh, top hit on the radio for several weeks, if not months. 
Cindy also says so just, dance. just dance for Christy. Yep. Uh, Robin, we're not on that one yet. Uh, <laughs> I was <about> to say no, <laughs> not she, yet. <laughs> Sheila Keener is here with us. Hey, Sheila, good to see you. Uh, just dance is her vote. Kim says just dance, and Brian says just dance. All right, fine, we'll just dance. <laughs> you know, I wonder how much of it's nostalgia too. At the same time, yeah. because you got to remember that's been like what. 13 14 years ago so right. we may be thinking of something that it's more to us because of the time when it came out no it, well I, I get what you're saying but just dance has hit written all over it oh no it, 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 it definitely yeah. does i think does a lot of that too over. is um it's got more it, it breath if you will in the in the song like the uh just that bounce you know what i mean like right. it's not like mm-hmm. like just not constant like there's there's dips and stuff in there and that's like that's where like what josh said that's the bop you Mm -hmm. know and and that's that's the hit uh so yeah this might trigger some of the metalheads marry the night's heavier than just dance i would agree it is it's it's a heavier song it's a heavier sound Hmm. just dance is a lot lighter and poppier and Easier to see, and to. so my, the way okay, I, I hear what you're very saying. Electro- very electronically yeah. sounding on Whereas like my brain night works is dirty if I was, synths and like actual, but not actual, but it has the sound of electric guitar and, and all these other things, right? And, and, and weird snare stuff. drums and bass kicks and all that. And uh, just dance is like, no, it's pure electronic. Keyboard, I, I do want to, I do want to uh, address your electric guitar statement. That's not real electric guitar. <laughs> And that that's a keyboard electric guitar. We don't have an electric guitar in the album. Uh, Electric guitar. That's why I was specific in saying the sound of electric guitar. Okay. All right. I want to make sure that there's clear. There was no actual guitar playing on the record for saying "Uh -uh." right. Uh -uh. It's not music, Um, but it does have. I I do agree that there is a heavier, darker. I I would say darker. Yeah. Yeah. So for me, the way my brain works, the way my brain works is I'm translating it like from if I was in a metal band and wanted to cover these songs. Just Dance would be the heavier of the two as far as a metal spin on it and a metal cover again yeah. because of that bounce. Right. Um, but just the songs themselves, I see what you're saying with Mary of the Night being the heavier of the two. It's as, more, as it's more layered too, more layered, more, right. more, just probably that song probably has 129 tracks on that file and I bet Just Dance it probably has right. 60. Exactly. 70. It's yeah. just, there's a lot more, a lot more going artistic on. Yep. stuff that she wanted to do. Yep, for sure. All right, so uh, and Robin also had said just dance. So uh, looks like uh, without having to clean sweep, no yeah. one, clean sweep, no one wanted to marry the night. I still love that song though. But just dance is better. All right, and uh, and you're gonna find that with these classic album clashes, the ones that you think are gonna win when you put them up against that's another the thing. one. Yeah, like I absolutely love the song, but then it comes up against another song that's really great and slightly edges it out. Yep. yep. Really good point, Josh, because exactly that. Like Mary the Night, if it was with some other song, it would have had all the votes. Right. <laughs> it's well, just the way that the our classic album clash episodes work. It's track one versus track one, yeah. two versus two, um, that kind of thing. So yeah, yeah, like the also, Def Leppard one, everybody was assuming that Hysteria would win. Right. But nope. Just the way that it's matched up, and that's the the whole point. By the way, if, if this is your first time watching a classic album clash, the whole point to doing track one versus track one is because there's an artistry in itself. To putting the the uh, the set list, if you will, song the, order. The, the song order. Thank you of of the album uh, because it's how they want to present themselves, and so it matters to them. And so that's kind of a part of what we're judging too is how does how does that progress in their career? Like, oh, we got to start with a hit and we got to end on a soft song, and then does it translate later to the next album as the same, or do they do something different? And that's it's the journey of the musician. So uh, that's why we do track versus track. All right, track two. Love game versus born this way. 
This one was hard for me too. Yeah. The first three are hard for me for the matchups. And then okay. it gets a little easier after that. All right. Uh, then we'll start with you, Anthony. Um, I went with Born This Way. Okay. Ultimately over Love Game. Even though I love the song Love Game, I went with Born This Way. It's the title track of the album. And it kind of does the best job of encompassing what the album is all about in general. It's got everything that you're going to pretty much hear throughout the rest of the album. In fact, okay. I think Born This Way probably should have been the album opener instead of Marry the Night because Just Dance works as an album 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 opener for that album because it tells you exactly what you're in for. It's just nice, easy to dance to, catchy music. Right. Whereas Born This Way encompasses everything that this album is about. Um, you know, the messaging behind it, the social messaging behind that's, that's it, true. reaching that's out to the people. Plus the message in the song is probably the most direct. Keep in mind, like I, if I don't know about anything that might have happened before my my time, but in my time, I never would have thought that there was an album like Born This Way or a song like Born This Way that is directed towards people like me directly right. so blatantly the way it is yeah. and have that sort of a message. Like to hear that on the radio, it made a lot of people mad, but also good. P- people should hear that kind of things, and it Be happened happy with who they are. Yeah, yep. and it was around that time in 2011 or 12 where conversations about things like gay rights and all that sort of stuff really became prevalent. And yep. just a few years later, you would have marriage equality passed in America, and it's—I I don't want to say it's all thanks to Gaga, but things like this contributed to it yep. by having things like this. I think it, it started the conversation and become mainstream popular in general and i think yep. that's why it's no contest just the meaningfulness behind the song born this way alone beats love game which is basically just about sex it's a great song love it but not for me okay um let's see here josh what do you think yes sir well um love game uh let's have fun <laughs> this sick is this beat is sick I want to take, take a, a ride, ride on your disco, disco stick. stick. Hot. Shallow, repetitive lyrics. Oh! I was just waiting, and I was waiting for that sick beat. But uh, you know what? We had a kick on the one and the three and a snare on the two and the four, which is not a sick beat. It is a simple beat. I mean, after they repeat the first line a second time, she goes, ha! Huh! And then it kicks in the, eh, eh, dan, 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 dan. Nope, the beat was still the same. Ha! Huh. The beat, the whole through the song was. It's all a two four beat. Yeah, it's fierce. It's gay. <laughs> yeah. it, 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 there was no sick beat. Sorry, there was some cool keyboard stuff, but there was no sick beat. This, never mind. <laughs> this uh, beat is sick. Not yeah, sick and this yeah, and the, yeah, they, exactly. they do love game. Let's play the love game ad nauseum. So to me, it was a very simple, shallow song. Um, Josh is coming in hot today. I boy. am. Oh, and wait till I talk about Born This Way. <laughs> I like the song. Okay. 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 I like the song better when it was called Express Yourself by Madonna. Oh, God. So on this. Born I, This I Way, covered, is that what you said? Huh? Born This Way. Yeah. Um, so I, I, I label my votes green for the ones that I like, and I put yellow on this one. Because I really don't think it's a Gaga song. I think it's a Madonna song. And if I could vote for Madonna on this one, I would. Well, thank you for sharing your color yep. coding skills. Yep. So <laughs> I'm going I'm going to go with Born This Way because it's the better of the two songs. All right. Mark yourself down for Born This Way. Thank you, Madonna. Um, 
And uh, Johnny, what do you think, Johnny? But and I'm not oh. I'm not even discussing the lyrics because the lyrics are pretty good. I mean, self self affirming songs are, are not bad. So there you go. So, but I was just you know kind of miffed that it was a real ripoff. So. <laughs> I couldn't tell. You couldn't tell. No, <laughs> I don't know, and I don't know who to blame on that. Was that her choice or was that her producer's choice? It wasn't, it wasn't her choice. <clears throat> no, she didn't write the so. song. No, I mean, look at the next album. Yeah, nothing. Right. Nothing like the rest. Yeah. I mean, that obviously shows you right there that the industry is not controlling her now. But you guys, right. you both had some good points yeah. yep. on what you were saying. Bye, Robin. Come back and see us sometime. Did I just scare someone off? No, she had okay. to go. Maybe. I didn't know if that was like, that's it. I'm out of here. No. Yeah, I'm probably ruining everything. <laughs> You're not. But um, You're nailing it. I remember being at when the video came out for Love Game. I remember being at work. And we had the shop computer because I'm a mechanic. Um, and YouTube was still very primitive back in 08. And, yep. But uh, when I saw that, I was like, man, this is fantastic. Even though, it, yes, it's very empty and very, like, she's going down the stairs, has the one-piece swimming suit on with the jacket, doing the hand thingies. Yep. I mean, it's it's great. has the face thing going on to make her look like her. Uh, the lyrics are just industry-written a song that's gonna make make it big. Um, empty lyrics. It's what people want to hear because sex is what sells, sex sells. more than sex anything sells. else in the entire world. Yep, yep. And with "Born This Way," I remember when "Born This Way" came out when I heard it on the radio for the first time. When I first heard it, I didn't like any of it. I didn't even like "Bad Romance." But anyway, um, I was like, "Why did you go straight off?" The, I mean, she was wearing a meat suit. Right. to the award show. I mean, it's like she went off the deep end for a minute and it's fine to be that way, but I did feel like she went a little hardcore, but then again, there's a lot of people that are like that and she also went through a lot. Yeah. Um so for what she did for herself and other people to be happy to be in your own skin or if you're gay or not or whatever, don't worry about what other people think, be yourself and it should be that way. So I would say Love Game is going to be my choice and the reason why is not because of the song and it's because if she wouldn't have done that song with poker face i don't think she would have got the following she got to be able to do what she truly wanted to do later to spread her message so sometimes to have something better in the end it has to have a beginning that you may not want so right love games and all that was what made her be bigger and who she, what she wanted to do so love game for me okay that's fair um i for me so what i've got written down is as little factoids uh, for Love Game, the music video was inspired by Michael Jackson's Bad. That's what I was going to uh, say. Which also takes place in a subway station. Uh, Born This Way was inspired by 1990s music, which empowered women and the gay community. Uh, so for me, a lot of this is on this on these two songs is timing. Uh, timing of when they came out to relevant to my age and stuff. So Love Game is back when I was in my early 20s and, and going to the club and that kind of stuff. So it definitely checked all the boxes for me on that. Um, whereas Born This Way, um, whenever it first came out, I got to admit, I was like, eh, it's like, you know, cause I already knew who I was and I was, I was fine with that, but I do understand it's, it's relevance and importance to somebody like Anthony's age, perhaps that, that it's like, wow, I'm actually getting to hear this on the radio. And it's, it's confirming that I'm, I'm, you know, it, it, I hear what they're saying and it, it makes me feel accepted or that there's other people in the world like that. So especially when, like, you gotta remember, were you in school still whenever? You said that uh, it came out in May. Yeah, I was in school senior year, graduating in 2011. Because uh, the kids are horrible bullies at school, yeah. especially now since the internet and yep. everything. So it's true. 
I hear stories constantly. We have our nephew, you know, now full time. So I get to see all of the awesomeness of high school kids and what they do, especially with kids that kill themselves nowadays, which is terrible because of bullying. So this was a good way for people to release and use that music to release because the world is a terrible place and people are very mean. Yep. And a lot of people are jealous and mean. Right. So I absolutely understand why that helps a lot of people. Yep. For sure. Same. Um, but I, I'll have to side with uh, Johnny on this one. Uh, and I think a lot of it is timing. My vote is going to be for love game. Um, I, I just, it, it resonated with me <laughs> more at the time than, than born this way did again, because I've already, I've already went through what Anthony was discovering. You know what I mean? Oh, so, right. so yeah. And, and to add on to that, I just realized while sitting here, uh, born this way, uh, the album and the song were all over the radio the same year I came out. Gotcha. So, yep. so I, it was perfect I, for you. I, yep. I have to. It, it was my song. I, I had something on the radio to listen to. It made me feel less self-conscious and proud yep. and pride and go to the pride parade Stand downtown. Stand up for what you believe in. Yep. Yeah, marching well, in the parades and carrying the rainbow flag, all that stuff. I was like, this is it. This is everything to me. This is everything. Well, for a person who is not a close follower, and I'm kind of like with the Reba episode, you know, right. I didn't follow. I didn't know every song. I knew what was on this things. So I was just. For me, this to me sounds like a better song. Gotcha. I, yeah. I'm I'm unswayed by my connection to either one of them. There you go. So, okay. Which is a good opinion, actually. Yes. Have an outside yeah. perspective yep. instead mm-hmm. of what you're what you you know. It's good. I like that. Yeah. There's absolutely. no nostalgia involved. In Correct. My, no yep. nostalgia involved. Yep. Yep. It's which makes for a nice uh, other than a different Madonna, and I really liked Madonna's version of this. <laughs> I think Gaga's was better. <laughs> Gaga's who's, wouldn't exist without Madonna. Who's Madonna? Is that that old lady? Yeah, she. Yeah, the old yeah, lady. She, she was on the Austin Powers. The, the, the legend. Gotcha. The legend. She's the, she's the one who lip synced through her Super Bowl performance, right? Well, yeah, that uh, one. Yeah, okay. everyone. You know, does, uh, Gaga, Gaga does didn't. That. Huh? Gaga uh, no yeah, doubt did. it neither on some yeah, of their she, stuff. Some no, some of them don't. She didn't because she was out of breath when she was doing it. Exactly. Yes. So. Yeah, and that I got into a lot of heat by posting something about that. Oh yeah, <laughs> I oh, did. Really? I said Do so. Tell. So when you're, uh, I, I posted that. Uh, so if you're doing a Super Bowl performance and you're singing, you probably shouldn't dance so so much that you can't actually sing because she was really out of breath and she's a great performer, but because the expectation is for her to gyrate over, she her right. singing suffered for that. And, it does suffer from yeah. That. It does. So that's why she needs to have dancers do to, most of the dancing. Yeah. But she, but she was dancing a lot, she was, and she was out of breath, and she couldn't sing very well on that. I mean, a lot of people like her performance, and I give her cred for that. But you know, if you're there to sing, sing. If you can't, too. if you can't do your one job yep. live, and you need backup vocals. Are we talking about the Super Bowl? Is that what we're talking about? Yeah. You play? yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Could you imagine how nerve wracking that would be? Oh my God, yeah. no! Oh, I, no I can't. And that's I imagine she like, was yeah. nervous too. Yeah. I had. I mean, it's just like singing the national anthem. You expect it to go badly because that's a right. hard song to do. Super Bowl would be rough. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, look what Prince did. He didn't have. I, he he had even rain and even rained during that performance during Purple Rain. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So he, yeah, he he performed and he didn't have didn't didn't have to dance around. He just belted it out and yep. she could have done that sure yeah that's true yeah but it would be weird for her to be up there singing all her songs and not have some sort of a dance going on that, right that would look absurd because there's choreography for every one of her songs yeah it'd be absurd for her not to dance her it's oh, dance music like she could have just walked right out there and stood in the she, middle of that and said i am gaga and I listen mean, to me roar she did 
some part. She sat at a piano for a while and yeah. played and sang. And that was awesome. Yeah. Okay. All Sorry. Right. We're chasing some squirrels here. Right. Yeah, exactly. All right. So uh, we've got over here in the comments, Cindy Lucas says, born this way. Yep. Mm -hmm. Christy says, of course, born this way. Yeah. Uh, Julia says, tough call, but born this way has to win. I love okay. listening to it. I love singing it. I love that she did a country remix. I've not heard that, actually. It's her manifesto, uh, her call to all of her little monsters to be themselves and to love themselves. Epic. Um, Kim Garmory says, I don't own any of her music, but I love that she's outspoken and creates conversations. Born This Way is my vote, and I do agree with Josh about Love Game. Well, that doesn't surprise me. <laughs> Uh, let's see here. Chris Fiddler says, I'm sorry. I think I'm in the wrong room. I thought this was the clientele trials of <laughs> results of Jeff Ward and Scott Henry podcast. Uh, not quite. Not quite. Maybe some other day. Uh, <laughs> good to see you, Chris. Thanks for joining us. Uh, he also says, neat. Um, yeah. Brian says, well said, Johnny. And he also says, it's sad when people check out because of the weight of the world. People being just people being just mean. Yes. Uh, born This Way from Abigail Burbridge. And also Born This Way from Brian Betancourt. Did I miss that? Yeah, you went from the Jeff Ward comment to Chris Fiddler. Oh, it's up. You, yeah, up above. There you go. Thank you. Born This Way. Good catch. Jessica Jones is here. Hello. Hi, um, Jessica Jones. There you go. It says, hello, Joshua Poole. You misspelled pod boy, but that's all right. I'll let it slide. All right. So, Josh, where are we at on? Um... Not even close. Born this way. Born this way. <laughs> who, let the, who let the dolphins out? <laughs> okay. So, yeah. Born this way. All right. Born this way. It is. I think you're all wrong, but I'm okay with it. It's a good. It's a good. All right, Josh, what we got next? We've got paparazzi versus government hooker. Yeah. Uh, all right, Anthony, we're going to let you start off on this one. Um, this is where I started trying to think outside of my own biases. Okay. And I'm like, personally, I like it when she gets weird and wacky. So I would go with government hooker usually, but I'm going to give it to paparazzi. Okay. Because I think it's objectively probably better and more popular and most people would like that. Whereas a lot of people would listen to Government Hooker and think this is weird. Well, but we're, we're, we're more concerned with what you like, not with what you think everybody else would like. So. Well, I also really like all of these songs. So it's not. Oh, okay. Yeah. Like, they're for all me, your favorite songs. They're all my favorite songs. I am <laughs> this God is my jam. I have this so many jam. I have so many favorite songs. Right. Yeah. Like every song is your favorite song. Yeah. Well, I'm. And one of my favorite movies. Every movie is my favorite movie. There you go. Mm -hmm. Nothing just, just, wrong with being passionate, man. I'm just a overall Gaga standboy, so I'm, it doesn't matter for me. I'm going to go You're with a little monster. I right? am. I am. Um, I'm going to go with Paparazzi. Good like song, that. by the That's way. That's a good song. Um, um, you're going with which one, Paparazzi? I went with Paparazzi. All right. Yeah. Uh, what about you, Johnny? What do you think? So I do remember when this came out, I actually had a, had my own laptop at home when this video came out. I, I'm going to go with paparazzi on this one. And the other one, the other one reason is because government hooker, I just don't really, when the song doesn't do anything for me, I don't listen to it. Okay. And there's a, some songs I do like on born this way, but paparazzi, 
she was started. I like it more because she started to do things that she kind of wanted to do, like the old being, uh, you know, injured and had like the gold yeah. with the with the several posi thing. I mean, that was so weird, but it was yes. so wonderful at the same time. The video and was it was cool. the, it was the starting point of her. You can tell she started having some control in what she wanted to do because I imagine that whole deal with the crutches and I, I bet I, that had to come from her because. Everything right, nobody else that is gonna, was stock industry stuff, and this exactly was. spot on. Nobody else is going to come up with that kind of crazy stuff, and and she's going to be like, "Oh, sure, <laughs> that's totally her creation." Mm -hmm. You're yeah, exactly. I, right. I'm going to go with Paparazzi. It is a good song, and the video was done really well. So whoever directed that did a great job. There you go. Um, uh, Paparazzi was the beginning of her going. Oh well, this is doing really well. Maybe I can do what I want to do. So she learned from that, and that's I'm assuming that's how Born This Way came to be. Interesting. I like that. I like that. Josh, what do you think? Okay, so um, I thought the vocals on Paparazzi sounded like Gwen Stefani, uh, especially the sing talk part. That one's the one that you think sounds like Gwen Stefani. That's interesting. I think that's interesting too. Because I was thinking a different song, but Same. go ahead. Oh, yeah. It gets, I'm going to mention right, Gwen Right, multiple Stefani songs. Could, multiple could times. Sound, yeah. So uh, this was the first one that really sounded, to me, sounded really like Gwen Stefani. And it's like, yep. mm, uh I like the vocal melody. It's a good stalker song. Uh, government Who hooker. Who doesn't like a good stalker right. song? Government <laughs> hooker. Let's talk about that. Yeah, uh, let's do. So is this supposed to be a political or socially relevant song? Because it sounds like a five-year-old expounding on government evils. <laughs> um, it, it, it sounded like she probably is a very intelligent person. Right. She doesn't show it with her political references in this. It sounded like someone who just pulled up a book of governmental uh, uh, de a book that had government words in it, and she just <laughs> threw them in there to make it sound an eighth grade civics book or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. pulled out a eighth grade <laughs> civics book, and the verse had some interesting keyboard work in it. But I think Trent Reznor did it better in Nine Inch Nails. Funny you say that one because I've got that one later too. I I heard Nine Inch Nails in that. It's like mm, I've okay, got so this is cool, too. but this this sounds like some they ripped off Nine Inch Nails. Interesting. So. All right. So you're going with? I'm going to go with paparazzi. There you go. All right. Uh, so for me, uh, well, actually, um, on paparazzi, I like the dynamic of a slower song. Uh, I feel like the album kind of needed this, mm -hmm. uh, but still having, again, that bounce that I keep trying to describe as if nobody understands what I'm talking about, but obviously you do. Um, <laughs> uh, Government Hooker, I at first, I didn't really care for this one, but I will admit that the more I listen to it, the more I like it. Uh, but it is repetitive. It gets really repetitive. And when you really listen to the lyrics, there's there's really nothing deep about what she's saying. There's on. a lot of these songs. I'll I'll, I'll uh, say this on on a lot of these songs on these albums. Most of the time, I'm not listening for her lyrical content. It's the beat of the song, the feel, the vibe, the mood that it sets, that kind of thing. That's what my ears hear first with Lady Gaga. Um, and it's not until like. Because she's a lot like, in some ways, outcast. How like they could have a song and it could be like, um, what's the hey yo or hey ah, and and it's actually dark material, but it's right. underneath this big old peppy, and that's a lot what Lady Gaga kind of does too, right. um, in these two albums. Well, see, so. I I agree with you, but her songs to me just seem so formulaic, not formulaic, but so similar in a lot of times that I'm having to look deeper than what the music is doing. Right, and also. I, 
as someone who's recorded music, I know she didn't play that and come up with most of that stuff. Sure. So I can't give her a whole lot of credit for, for the music and for the beats because she has other people doing that. Sure. Yep. Unlike, and, and, and good point because unlike a lot of the other classic album clashes that we've done, this is the first one that you and I have done together on a pop artist. Right. Whereas it's, we've had country and rock and all these things where there's a lot more hands-on one-on-one, um, co-work if you will on the project overall whereas like you're saying this is probably here's a here's a beat that i came up with put some lyrics to it or have somebody help you put lyrics no, she to probably it. had writers and well, like, that's what i'm saying yeah. but yeah it's not like she was like okay we should go from an e chord to a g right. to it yeah yeah uh all right so let's go to the comments here and see what everybody else thinks what did you choose Papa, Papa, okay. paparazzi. I think we all pick paparazzi. Yeah, yeah. Papa Murphy's. Papa. Papa, Papa John, by the way, that's Murphy. what I used to sing is Papa Murphy's nice. instead of Papa. Papa it's never Papa left. Murphy. It's been like ten years, and I still say it. <laughs> that's great. That's great. Um, oh, I see that Jessica has said hello to Joshua Poole, but I still haven't got a hello. I see how it is. All right, all right. I'll remember that. Brian says thank you, Anthony. Uh, I think Jared's trying to rig the show once in a while. Right? No, not at all. Chrissy says paparazzi for me. Her VMA's performance was I the blood that. Uh, was with the blood and it stood out. Uh, Cindy says paparazzi. Abigail says paparazzi. Chris Fiddler also agrees papar- paparazzi. Julia says papa paparazzi. You know these. Wow. There's a lot of agreement on this. Yeah. On all these. Yep. I mean, there's clear winners on all of these songs, which I like. Yeah. I like because it makes your job a lot easier. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> all right. So uh, let's go ahead and call this one. We're going paparazzi. Yep. Oh, before we move on, fun fact about Government Hooker, though, that I forgot to say. Uh, the male vocal uh-huh. inside the song that's talking down to her and telling her to get on the ground and be all dirty is actually uh, her security guard. He was, he was the one doing the vocals on that. And it's about Marilyn Monroe. I mean, that's kind of obvious blatantly on the um, lyrics of the song. She's talking about John F. Kennedy and all this other stuff. Oh, they're fling. Yeah. yeah. Interesting. Interesting. All right, Josh, what we got? What do we got? Oh, we're gonna go oh. to a break. Sweet, oh, oh, oh. I gotta break. Use restroom. Me too. A pee and a puff. That's right. Okay, <laughs> if you will. Uh, oh, there we go. Finally, hello, Jared. Yes, yes. I see. <laughs> see, she. You're just gonna sit there and not tell me hello, she. And I was gonna call you out for it, she. And that's what we did there. See. All right, Thanks. we're gonna <laughs> we're gonna take a quick break, get some refills, all that kind of stuff. Hope you'll do the same and join us when we get back. See you in a minute. Hey musicians, do your shows need that extra layer of fun and excitement? Wow your fans with Next Level Production and let Sunset Productions help you up your game. We can create custom and unique sound, lighting, and video packages designed just for you and your budget. Let's work together and give our community the shows they deserve. For more information, contact Jared Isaacs at Sunset Productions Springfield at gmail.com. You can also check us out on Facebook and Instagram at Sunset Productions. Sunset Productions. Don't be a jukebox. Be an experience. Hi, I'm John Bushmill. Have you been a victim of the Unsung Dreamers podcast? Have you suffered from emotional distress due to harassment? Are you tired of being ridiculed because of the size of your headstock? Have bottles of wine or banners gone missing from your performances? Then you may have a case. Bushmill and Associates are filing a class action lawsuit against the Unsung Dreamers. Stand up for your rights and be a victim no more. 
Give the unsung dreamers the boot with Bushmill and Associates. Call 1-800-555-F-DAN to see if you qualify for representation. Here at Bushmill and Associates, a bird in the hand is worth two in the Bushmill. Bushmill and Associates is not an actual law firm. All claims made are solely for entertainment purposes. This advertisement is parody and should not be taken seriously by anyone at any time. Classic Rock Coffee. Our coffee rocks. What do you attribute um, a lot of the changes to? And at what point do you feel it's like, okay, it's time to pull the plug and it's just snake bit and um, I've got to call it. Yeah, that was like that. It was very emotional for me to try Bender and fail at it the first time. What are some things that you noticed different in the scenes between Kansas City and Springfield? I discovered that like they were going to steamroll me and not right. have me come in. And then to get even less was just an absolute slap in the face. And it's one of those where it's like, I'm never coming back, man. And here's what's funny is like, it's more a phrase that I hate. Okay. It is what it is. Take away, um, you know, sitting around at home writing songs or, or playing songs or your work at school of rock. When do you see, when's the end for you as far as live music? Do you see that at all? discuss any spoilers hey all right we're back Woo. <laughs> um let's see here don't know where josh is so i'll go ahead and hit the button of power we've got poker face versus judas um let's see here uh johnny what do you think judas or poker face and why so i'm trying to remember if it was did Just Dance come out before Poker Face? Yeah. I think it did, didn't it? But didn't Poker Face make a bigger impression than Just Dance? I would say yes. So I remember when that came out, I really, really enjoyed the song ever since the first time I heard it. It's still a great song. I have noticed when she sings it live, it's not exactly the best because the way the way the song's made is a lot of low and yeah. low, like the the verse being, uh, you know, is just, that's a hard projection to make it sound good with a single voice track live. I, Correct. as much as that song's great, it's not very good live. It doesn't noticed. translate. It doesn't translate well, but that's fine. Some songs are not made to be that way, but unfortunately she had to perform that song live right. for a long time. And it was never, it just goes to show that some songs are made for album and some it just shouldn't be performed live. I think, I think it's a great song uh, with Judas, man. I, I remember when that song came out, I've never actually really liked the song. I thought it was weird. Um, like I said before though, the album was pr uh, with a lot of statements she wanted to say and get a lot of expression out. Now it's actually kind of good because, you know, we get the opinions of this album and I only have a lot of my opinions on the first album. Um, 
I'm going to go with Poker Face because, and I don't know if she wrote that one. I really, I really don't. Probably not. I, I don't know. Maybe she did. Uh, it's still a good song today. So I'm going to go with Poker Face. I don't really have much more to say. I like the deep, the low deep. Ma, 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 ma. That was a good, that yeah. was definitely a grabber. Um, her highs are really good on the chorus. The chorus is very catchy. Um, it's just a good song that's going to sell. The whole album was that way. Very catchy yeah. on the choruses. True. And and it's interesting too how she can take a, a simple word like um, poker face and the way she presents it with the pup, 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 poker face. To add like, syllables and make it actually fit for the, yeah, yeah. it's cool stuff. Yep. It's, it is a good song. I would agree. I would agree. Uh, Anthony, what do you think? Poker face or Judas? This one was hard. Um, really? I, it was. Okay. Um, poker face obviously is the more commercially successful song and the more popular song. Um, and Judas was a different song to say the least. Um, it's like her first example on this album for really going in a biblical direction with the lyrical content and Correct. basically comparing her love interest at the time to being equivalent to Judas Iscariot, the one who betrayed Jesus and being in love with a betrayal. And fun fact. Um, I love the, fun facts. Fun fact. The, uh, music video for judas judas is played by um daryl from the walking dead there you go yeah before he was daryl from the walking dead i did not know that uh he was probably uh you sure wasn't his other uh, brother daryl no it was it was (laughs) daryl the crossbow guy from the walking dead yeah he's in judas judas to me um i was watching some people react to this to these albums in preparation for this and i agree with one of their sentiments they said that when judas is beat kicks in at the first judah judah mm-hmm. it sounds like a giant robot like fighting you in a video game is what it kind of sounds like it sounds like a big boss battle and like a robot's marching towards you which is funny because on tour she ended up performing judas live in concert in a giant robot mech suit i was like oh that's neat there you go that's just interesting that ended up being actualized um i ultimately ended up actually going with poker face in the end okay as my choice for basically everything that uh johnny said and she also had that very i think the videos and she buy a pool on that video yeah and outside. she's got the great danes and yeah she, yeah, she has that right. spandex suit on the with platinum the glitter. blonde bulk, yeah. like very iconic yeah a good yep. look because she looked beautiful in the that blue video. swimsuit yeah mm-hmm. yeah yeah and, yeah, the, and blue the, swimming suit wasn't this it? thing yeah. yes the yeah. monocle johnny you were crushing hard on her back in the day weren't you oh gosh yeah she was <laughs> oh yeah she was and you gotta remember i love music so just so you know, female artists, she female was musicians always, I like female musicians and artists because they get to do something that is mostly ran by, was by male in the industry and a lot of executives that have to, for the music industry are men and females have to deal with those things that are a lot harder than men going through it. Like, yeah. oh, well, you are pretty. Is there something I can get in return? There's a whole lot of quid pro quo that goes yep. along with stuff, especially like with Kesha. So, oh boy, oh no, yeah. Um, I think it's great. I like female artists and they do stuff special just because they have that. That's a harder time for them because of the way the world works. So, I think it's great. Uh, for me, Judas uh, sounds a lot like a great '90s throwback type of sound, uh, which I enjoyed a lot. Um, here you go, Anthony. Fun fact: <laughs> the artwork for the single was created by Gaga using Microsoft Word. <laughs> uh, the song is about honoring one's inner darkness in order to bring oneself into the light. Um, I like Judas 
well enough. Uh, they're they're both singles from each perspective album, but uh, my vote is Poker Face. Uh, the, the my only note that I've got written down for Poker Face is the line, "Bluffing with my muffin." Yeah, <laughs> I'm like, oh yeah, <laughs> I forgot about that. Well, even if you, and it sounds very Gwen Stefani ish on that part too. Yeah, yeah. V a n a n a s, bluffing with my muffin. It was a very like it's. Uh, what do they always say that Gwen Stefani's type of talking in her songs is like baby gibberish? It's right. like baby talk. What right. they call that. That was very popular at that time. Uh, yes, you're because exactly she was right. still soloing by herself, mm-hmm. getting along with. I mean, it wasn't even in no doubt really at that time. Correct. That so made sense to go when you create something new. You take from what's already been done and make it your own. So I mean, you're gonna snag stuff because it's a popular thing to do. Where, where do you think she learned how to sing from? All of those, all of those bands. I'm sure she sang no doubt when she was. I mean, sure. You got to think where her inspiration probably came from from a lot of that. Very good point. I mean, and if I I could be wrong about this, I'm pretty sure Poker Face is either her most or second most successful commercially song ever, except probably Bad Romance. Bad Romance, yeah, exactly. Yep. I mean, those are the two songs most people would think of when you think of Lady Gaga. You think of either Rama Rama or you think of Mama Mama. (laughs) (laughs) I never caught. I never really. That's that's crazy that they're that they both had that kind of mumbly gibberish stuff. Yeah, that kind of like deep male backing sound of them going like mama and like doing those kind of noises yeah right that sound is what people attribute to lady gaga when they think about her that is true uh josh what do you think sir all right so uh i had mentioned before that like ready for the hate (laughs) not on well maybe some um uh on poker face was when i really realized who lady gaga was uh i'd heard just dance but i hadn't associated with anyone particular but Poker face like made her superstar to to Amer- to the world. So um, again, it's iconic. Um, it's catchy. It's easily remembered, but it does have that supersonic, supersonic rap and hypnotic. That's just dance. Supersonic. That's just dance. No, that's in there too. How psychotic. You're Anthony. You're taking the lyric that I just said. Literally, he's meaning the the bluffing with my the bridge part. Sonic. The bridge of the song. Yeah. Yeah. It's the same concept. Yeah. Same concept. Same sound. Very keyboard techno heavy. Yeah. All of it was very keyboard heavy. Electric synth pop. Yeah. But that I mean, Supersonic goes back to the eighties. Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. It's crazy. Uh, so yeah, uh, po- that's Poker Face and Judas. Uh, I'm sorry, the first Judas. This, <laughs> like, oh come on! From, from that point, I couldn't take the song seriously. And then, <laughs> I'm sorry. Um, it's go. Yeah, I like the verse riffs on it, the keyboard riffs on it. Uh, but it, it when it got to the chorus, it just turned into like a regular club song for me. Um, and. The biblical references growing up in the church. Right. This is she whoever wrote it has absolutely no concept of anything biblical because they were all over the place. They didn't they weren't attributed right. There's nobody called Bloody Mary in the Bible. So all of her references were wrong and inane and had it's it's like um like speaking, expecting someone who speaks Spanish to understand you just because you're speaking in a Spanish accent. Because this is her, Josh fired up everybody. No, no, I'm just saying <laughs> he's heated. He is no upset. I'm just, no, I'm not upset on it. I thought it was laughable. He's an angry Christian mother. No, 
no, no. Look I at him. No Look at him. <laughs> no, I just. He's going to write a letter. I, I he wants think, to speak to the manager. No, no, no I'm, I'm thinking that, like, even if there was any controversy, religious controversy, it could have been laughed off because it's so obvious that she has no idea what she's talking about with the biblical references that there's no danger. It's like, yeah, well, okay. So she's making some reference biblical references, but they're so out of whack and out of, uh, he's being Karen about this, right? No, now. Karen, but come on a little bit. I'm just kidding. You're no, fine. I mean, this, what you're saying is absolutely correct. Yeah. 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 She's, she had, whoever wrote it had no concept, no idea about what the biblical references were. So it would be ridiculous to get upset about her. It's just like, you know, uh, someone getting upset that someone speaking Spanish and having an accent thinking people will understand them. I don't know. That's, do you, does that make any sense? No, to you guys? it does make sense. It makes okay. sense. But like, people did get offended by it, which was the silly part. And that I agree. That was silly because yeah. you're not going to get offended by someone who's an idiot on this stuff. Maybe that's what makes them more upset is right. if you don't know what you're talking about, don't talk about it. Right. Maybe that's, that, maybe that's, that's the why. case. That's the case in well, a lot of things no. in life. The people that that say things first or the loudest are usually the ones that know the least about right. whatever they're talking about. Yeah, and again, the the threat is not from her. It's from people who actually know scriptures and sure. pervert the scriptures. Right. That's, sure. that's what people should be upset about when someone comes along and makes ridiculous. They're misrepresenting your, okay. your yeah yeah like in uh we are the world. There's a line that says by like God has shown us by turning stone into bread. Right. Oh, that, never right. Ahead, that never happened in the scriptures. That never happened in the scriptures. It's like, uh, yeah. geez, did you ever read the Bible on this one? <laughs> so, yeah, can't get mad at that. Sure. We are the world. Yeah. Uh, but Bob, anyway, Bob so Dylan's my part was the best. His, huh? his mean mugging. How many people are in that song total? Do you know? Oh, oh God, gosh, it's like 30 so something, yeah. I think. Huey yeah. Lewis. I mean, they had mm -hmm. everybody. The, they had the boss oh, on there. I mean, yeah. Yeah. Anyway, I go for poker face because the other one actually made me laugh because of it was so silly. That's fair. Yeah, that's fair. Um, I I would have guessed that for you. Yeah. <laughs> so all right, uh, let's go over here to the comments. So we all did poker face, right? We all did we poker all face. Did we all did poker face. Um, some of us did enjoy Judas, and some of us didn't. Let's see what the let's see what the people say. Hello, people. Cindy says poker face is catchy, but Judas has my vote for lyrics and music video. Abigail says, Poker Face has always been one of my favorite songs. It's a good one to have as a favorite. Julia says, Judas. Dave Gates, hey, what's up, brother? Dave says, Poker Face. Cindy says, Poker Face. And Abigail says, can we make Anthony's Fun Facts a regular segment? <laughs> yes, we sure can. Uh, Brian says, Poker Face. <laughs> um, Kim says, Poker Face. How can you not choose it when Weird Al did a parody of it? Brian says, true statement, Jared. I didn't know he did a that's, parody of it. That's when you know you've made it. Weird Al's parodying you. <laughs> right, yeah. It used to be that way in the 90s. If Weird Al got your stuff, like Gang Amish Paradise. Oh, my gosh, I mean, yeah. That was like, that was, he tipped your hat to that. That was what that meant. Yeah, yep, for sure. Um, <laughs> Plus the 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 old, old repetitive joke, poker face. Poke, yeah, right? poker yeah. face. Yeah. How do you wake her up? You poker face. Oh, good Lord. Uh, Christy says, hmm, didn't know my name changed. <laughs> Did I say something other than Christy Pressler? Sorry. You said Christy Pretzel. No, I didn't. <laughs> uh, all right, so let's call it. Ma 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 ma. Dun, 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 dun. All right. So Poker Face wins that one out. Next. 
I just want to keep going with that. Uh, we've got, eh, eh, nothing else I can say versus Americano. Uh, Johnny, what do you think? So, I don't even know if this song even had a video. Because I, I, I liked the song because I listened to the entire album. So I started to like the songs. That, this song was never on the radio that I can remember. But there is a music video for it, which she looks fantastic. I think she looks great, but it's almost not her. I mean, she's very beautiful in that video, but it's you see that just two years later and what she does, you can tell, you can obviously tell that was not her. And uh, I didn't know there was a video for AA either. Yeah, there is. And there's, she's like in a house and she's making food and she has like an apron on and then she's walking down the street. I mean, it's a, it's a, there's a video for it. <laughs> and it, I never heard on the radio once. I love the song. And then of course with Americano, I don't really have any input. Like I said, on it's really hit and miss on some of those songs for her that I don't, because they either I like them or I just don't like them. So, right. but I like nothing else I can say. I still like that song. I like the way the chorus goes. Uh, her voice is a little higher with a, like a falsetto type of thing. I don't know if anybody else really likes it, but I like that song a lot. And it has a video. Fair enough. Fair enough. Um, I guess I'll go ahead and go. It's uh, for eh, eh, or is that, am I saying that right? Eh, 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 spelled with an E. Odd. Um, so this song doesn't uh, belong on the album, in my opinion. It brings the mood of the overall album and the concept of the album down. Um, it's uh, about breaking up with a partner and finding a new one. Uh, and it kind of breaks the bad girl slash party atmosphere that the rest of the, the album has created so far. Like we've talked about the setting being very much so for the club and that kind of stuff. And then it's like, and then you put this on there. It seems kind of odd. Um and even like with what Johnny was saying, like it's kind of a Susie Homemaker video, if you will. She's in the kitchen and that kind of setting, which is like, wait a minute, weren't we just she in the club? She has very short hair for the, it's probably, you know, I mean, it, it was a, a, just, it's a, yeah, check it out though. Watch it. It's not a bad video. It's very high in contrast with the color, like a nice 60s portrayal of like oh, cool. 60s with the green couches and stuff, but it's modern and, and it's, it, it's a good video. It really is good, but it's, no, no I don't think anybody really knows it. Gotcha. Uh, yeah, I, I was not familiar with that song until this week. Um, and for Americano, um, I actually really like the mariachi and techno sounds and influences on this song. Uh, it's actually influenced uh, lyrically by the repeal of Proposition 8, uh, which defined marriage as uh, a union between opposite sexed couples. So this was her speaking out against that. Um, again, I, I relate to Gaga more musically than lyrically. Uh, for for whatever reason, I don't even know. Uh, but I actually enjoyed Americano more as a song than AA. So my vote is Americano. Um, Anthony, what do you think? Um, for AA, one thing I noticed about the song, it sounds very. Now you guys could correct me if I'm wrong. To me, it sounds very very '90s. As far as like the the beat and the the pitch and. I don't know, just the tempo. It just it sounds like it would be a song from like the late night. Sounded kind of like a Hootie and the Bullfish song to me. Kind, well, <laughs> it, it just sounds like a song that you would typically think of in the nineties, like high school girls crunch. driving around in their convertible car on the coast of California, up and down the highway. Like that's what that song kind of sounds right. like. Right, you know, easy listening, which is an abrupt change, like you said, from the rest of the album, where it's been like dance pop club music. Um, Americano, I, I do also like the. 
um, hints to Latin influences and stuff like that. Growing up listening to a lot of Latin music since I lived in the border of Mexico and Texas. And I used to hear that stuff all the time. So hearing that kind of instrumental sound in a song wasn't anything different to me. Hearing it on a Gaga song is even better. Um, one thing that I noticed in the song Americano, the vocal choices that she makes with which note she's going for create so much tension. And the song itself, I don't think any other artist would have been able to make a song like that work. And she gets away with it because it's her and she's used and she usually does weird things like that. If anybody else were to do a song like Americano, it would, it would be people would hate it completely. But I actually think it was pretty successful. Plus, my, my name's in it. So how can I dislike it? I'm going to go with I'm going to go with. Um, hmm. I went back and forth on this one. I'll probably go with Americano. My original choice was AA, but I'm going to go with Americano because I didn't really think about what you said earlier about it being such an abrupt change with the course of the album because it really is it's yeah. doesn't sound like anything else that we've heard up until that point which and and it, i think it's a great song and i too, think that it would but, fit well on a different album it just was like wait what why it would be good on like joanne or something but uh joshua oh wrong button yeah there hey there i am well you know i definitely have some ideas on this oh do tell so i like the progression on aa i thought it was an Nice progression. Um, I was a feel-good love song, in yep. my opinion. This is a soft. Uh, this is like mm-hmm. a little softer song. Yep. For and, like an innocent side uh, of it. Yeah. Yeah. I I honestly think it could have been a single. Um, yeah. I, I really do. Yep. Uh, I love the song. And as far as you thinking the video being totally different, the inter- the her record label may have been thinking, well, if this style of like poker face then where it work what out. else do we have on the, the table we can, yeah. we can market it this thing. way yeah. yep so when you guys got to talking about that was like that was odd so that occurred to me just a little bit ago um and anthony's right this song reminded me a lot of ace of bass which was yep. a 90s yes yep. that's yep. what i was trying to think of yep it had a ace very of ace of bass yeah. feel so yeah kind of a it's very no 90s doubt. pop yep is yep. very no 90s doubt pop. same era yep okay so um americano techno klezmer music yeah it starts out as techno klezmer music with spanish lyrics and then i said is this a joke because <laughs> <laughs> it is all over the place um to me the only saving grace for americano was the flamenco guitar work um i thought the song uh was throwing in spanish stuff just because they thought it was cool and i thought it was very pretentious actually i, I think it's italian nope was spanish. it spanish okay yep yep so i i thought the song was kind of pretentious i i think it tried to be smarter than it actually was yeah um so in my opinion again AA, this goes back this harkens back to what i was saying though about why i kind of don't associate lyrically first with gaga versus musically because i think they try to pass it off as they'll never know it doesn't matter and right. it's like well if it if you don't make it matter it's not going to right and you know that is so true yeah, yeah to me as a musician i can listen to any type of style of music um as long as and even if it's styles that i don't like if it has a message that i do like right i will get into it i'll listen to rap if it's got a message to yep. it i'll listen to anything if yep. it's got a message to it and i'll i'll fight through stuff that i don't like if i'm 
intrigued by what they're saying. Right. And when someone, to me, this was clearly trying to be more than it was trying to be smarter than it was. Yeah. Um, trying to have a depth, but there was no real depth to it. Um, re- yeah. So your vote, my vote is AA because I think it was just a good pop love song. Okay. Seems like a lot of her, it's a couple of things you've said now that she hasn't been accurate on some of the stuff she's saying on. That's two songs from that album. Now that you said that's three songs, in my three opinion. songs. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so, there's, there's still more to come on that yeah, too, because that makes so, me yeah. really wonder why that happened the way that happened like that. If I, she had so much thought to put into it and had her <laughs> own thing, it's kind of weird. Actually. It is. It is okay. because it's a very juxtaposition yeah. on these lyrics and this song matters. These not so much. Right. It's, it's really weird. And all in the same album. Yeah. What, what what's interesting and how I think she probably wrote, she had an idea and a concept like mm-hmm. born this way. Let's do a song about being born this way. Yep. And then other people wrote it and through like cliches and catchphrases and that really didn't examine yep. the depth. I mean, born this way. Uh, well, there's a song later on uh, that, you know, could have been really interesting, but the hook on it was so ridiculous. And I think you know which one I'm talking I'm, about. I'm going to write it down yeah. and see if. It, yeah. It, it's so ridiculous that it undercuts what could have been a great, great song. Oh, probably not that one. I have to look at my notes to see all the, the track listing. Yeah. It's not that one, is it? Nope. No. Oh, okay. Anyway. Um, so, so, yeah. Uh, AA is fine. All right. Let's go over That's here. That's two for two. It's a, it's a tie, isn't it? Uh, yes, I believe so. Uh. Oh, gotcha. Um, Christy says Americano, and Julia says Americano. You can oh, right. wrong. Americano. <laughs> don't be fooled. Don't be fooled. Maybe I'm just persuasive. I don't know. It's not me. Because, <laughs> you know, with some of these songs, I pulled up the lyrics, and I, I, I read through the lyrics. It's like, well, that yeah. makes absolutely no sense. Yep, I, so That doesn't connect to that. I listened... Um, on our playlist mm-hmm. available on Spotify and iTunes. Um, so I listened to the one on iTunes and it actually has like the lyrics that scroll along with it. And so right. that's how I listened to it and was hearing it and reading it at the same time. Yeah. And, 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 and saying and, some of these, yeah. I'm like, Oh, I didn't even know those were the words. And some of them I'm like, why are these the words? Yeah. <laughs> because they're, they're cliches and they try to be deep. But yeah. They're cliches. Yeah. It's, it, and it's a weird thing. Like I said, it's almost a juxtaposition where like it's, they're trying to be deep, but at the same time they're trying to be surface level with it, which is why, like eh, if if it if it's not exactly accurate or if it, nobody gets it it's okay right and which i think still got a sick beat and and maybe again i haven't listened to a whole lot of her stuff maybe she progresses as an artist and actually gets into some deep stuff but if you're going to try to get into these deep meanings and and like born this way and a couple of others later on right you could really make some great deep statements but yeah. they like just go touch on it and then it's like dance I think it's also important. Well, that's the thing. I think it's also important to remember, like, the criticism of how deep or meaningful the lyrical content of Born This Way in general is collectively. Um, Keep in mind, at the end of the day, she's not creating, like, a deep, heartfelt, like, she's wanting people to dance. She's making club music. Right. She's not writing the next I'll Always Love You. It it doesn't really, it, it doesn't lend itself well to try to combine those two elements together. And well, it, it my, proves difficult. Okay. So, why, my question would be, then be, why not? I mean, if you're wanting to do a an anthem about self love, self acceptance, gay pride, 
why are you going to sell that those that community short by giving them just surface and platitudes you know it makes me wonder if when she wrote those they like i'm assuming she wrote that entire album herself nope on born this way nope lyrics anything at all uh she had some hand in writing well, she had, she had, so there's a lot of co um what's what's the word i'm looking for co -authorship two, thank you and um, ghostwriting yes uh, but her name is listed on almost all of them so yeah. i'm sure she had to have some input on some of them yeah i'm assuming whenever she wrote all that they were like wow this is um quite the change here um we still need to keep it somewhat bingo good for radio play so it was a half and half thing kind yes. of this is testing the waters. Yeah, it was kind of like, especially for what's to come. Like what she's currently putting right. out now is a step even further from this. Like very singer songwritery, and this is kind of that transition. Correct. Like, that a, is a, correct. A, I doubt hey, the water. I, I disagree. You can have a song like "Beautiful" by Christina Aguilera, which is deep and powerful, and still mean a lot to people, and the the and the audience will accept it. But also, sure. that's not a club song where you're going to dance and rave to. Well, but you can. Hey ya is, and there's deep meaning in those yep. lyrics. There, are you talking about uh, hey Andre Five Thousands? Yep, yep. Outcast. Whenever, outcast. Out, that yes. whenever outcasted yep. their little solo thing. Yep, mm -hmm. it's a it's a meaningful and dark song. I see. I'm I'm one of those people that you don't want to sell people short, and if it's a good song, and you can have good lyrics. And your your audience will accept it. I think a reason why maybe Born This Way sold short is that they wrote it in uh, twelve minutes. Well, yeah, agree, again, apparently yeah. it got it got written in twelve minutes, and then uh, it was like immaculate conception. They started pumping them out. How after that. how long did she go on tour for the fame? I'm assuming know. they pushed that pretty hard. I would imagine. So this it, may even been a conflict of we got to have another album out. It's mm. been three years. We need to get an album out now. You're one of the biggest superstars in the world. Contractual yeah. obligations. Yeah. Maybe that yep. had something to do with it too. Could and had be. to rush things. Maybe. Yep. Interscope is because she did go a long time on that tour. Yeah. yeah, I mean, like Metallica on the Black Album, they went like what three and a half years on Correct. tour for that album, and, they, and then they came back. It's like, but at the, the same next time, album was load, right? But at the same time, like if if you're on tour for that long, it's because stuff is working, it's successful. Correct. So it's not like, hey, we need another album to to you know because we're losing steam. They weren't losing steam. No, they weren't losing steam. So and the music industry is not necessarily known for its depth of scope and <laughs> that right. is yeah. absolutely so. Correct. You know if yeah. 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 So they're they're not really interested in that sort of thing. Yep. They're much more about platitudes and yeah. rah rahs. Speaking of okay, so let's go on. Speaking of which. Yes. Next song? Next song. Americano da, one, right? Da, la, la. Yes. Uh Americano one. Yep. Uh so now we've got beautiful, dirty rich versus hair. This is the first one that was really easy uh you think <laughs> really easy okay so i'll start beautiful day uh beautiful day <laughs> it's a beautiful day beautiful dirty rich she wrote the song while she was doing lots of drugs and trying to quote unquote figure things out it's about her experiences struggling on the lower east side of new york um hair according to gaga the melody of her of hair resembles the work of <laughs> i can't believe i'm gonna say this metal bands such as kiss and iron maiden and is also influenced by Bruce Springsteen. And I've got LMAO, exclamation point, How? exclamation point. How? These are her words. Um, this was inspired by her experience as a teenager when her parents wanted her to dress a certain way. 
Her hair was the only way she could express herself. I don't hear Kiss. I don't hear Iron Maiden. I barely hear Bruce Springsteen. Uh, I, I think it's all a stretch. I think it's all crap. Uh, not a fan of the song. Beautiful Dirty Rich gets my vote. <laughs> oh. being By the way, after, after being a hairstylist for 16 years, I expected more from a song called Hair. You were a hairstylist. You were a hairstylist. Yeah, for like thirteen years. You yeah. still got it. Sixteen. You still got. You still got the talent. Well, yeah. I just don't do anything with. It. You should. <laughs> that makes money. It did. It did. Um. All right. So let's go to let's go to Johnny. Okay, I agree with you on hair completely. Like I said, there's a few, and it's funny because now we talk about it. We're, we're we talk about born this way, which from the beginning you'd think. Everything's going to aim towards that. But we've been finding more false stuff with that than with the fame. Right. So it makes you think, which one's more fake? <laughs> right. isn't, that, isn't that interesting? That's so true. It's so it, yeah. um, beautiful, dirty, rich. It's it, I like the song, but I don't like I get I get some of the meaning behind it. But when people don't really know what the song's about, it makes it think that that's what it's about. Right. Being rich, the fame. Right. Everyone thought she liked glamorous, shiny, fun, you know, expensive things. And which she that's does. Not what this, I mean, she uh, does, but she's saying correct. that's not where I started at. That's not right. That's, I mean, it's not what the song is about at all. Yeah. But it's funny how if you listen to it and don't, like you were saying earlier, people don't really pay attention to what the words are trying to say sometimes, besides <laughs> what the chorus says. So it's, I would go with beautiful, dirty, rich. Okay. Uh, Lisa Betancourt in the in the comments. Jared, you only hate hair because it's a Broadway musical. Let's be real here. I have that on vinyl, actually. <laughs> I have my dad's vinyl of hair. Nice, nice. I've never even listened to it, and I don't. Even, it, it, was it a was it a Broadway thing? Yep. Okay, it yep. makes sense. Yep. Sure enough. Uh, Joshua. So, four songs later, we finally get that sick beat we were promised. <laughs> uh-huh yeah so you know how in like love games he talks about this beat is sick right yeah, so far no far no fun with that sick beat until beautiful dirty rich so i gotta say i like the funk elements in it i thought the bass in there was pretty cool um i thought the lyrics were a little lame at points and repetitive uh and it more gwen stefani style vocals um but i really hated hair really hated it (laughs) this is the song that i was talking about that could have had a lot of potential and then it turned into a 12 year old singing about my hair it's like it was all rushed it was like they had all this great material lined up and they're like well well we're seeing profit and we're seeing and then the greed of the industry and it was Uh like let's get well the song had potential to have depth uh talking about striving for personal identity and acceptance it was spoiled by vapid lyrics about being as free as my hair it sounded more like a shampoo jingle than the uh, <laughs> song that inspires self-acceptance. I was actually laughing at the juvenile approach to the lyrics. Did it make you want to shampoo your hair? <laughs> right. Yeah, I did wash it before I came here, so I guess there was some motivation. <laughs> there you go. Then it's, but yeah, it just it sounded like a twelve-year-old singing about her hair. Mommy and daddy don't understand me. I want hair. And then you're you're spot on. That's li- yeah. literally <laughs> what it was about. Right. Uh, Anthony, what do you think? I think you're all nuts. Hair is the better song here by a landslide. What? Dirty, rich, beautiful sucks. No, I think what? you're wrong. You think dirty, I do agree. beautiful, rich sucks? Beautiful is not very good. No, it's not. It's not very. Good. I think hair is one of my favorite songs on the album. 
and yeah 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 uh -huh. um i love it i actually like the lyrical content i like the message behind it i like the way it was delivered because i can relate to that kind of thing because one of the only things that i used to me and a lot of my friends used to express ourselves was with our hair it was like you do all these crazy wild things with your look yeah, when like you're straighten it or grow it out long it. or you can color it different colors i remember being platinum blonde in high school and then going for an auburn red and then it all turned it was it was listen it was an experimental time it didn't look good but i was able to do it and you know i think mainly because i think of who the song is aimed towards teenagers would in particular would really like the lyrical content sure. of this song because sure. it's aimed towards that group of people that's who her audience yeah. and target demographic she was trying to reach to was and the crowd i rolled with back in high school that's what they everybody was rolling. right i was part of the emo crowds everybody had crazy things they'd get a they'd razor cut their own bangs and do all these crazy things and Spike i was like belts yeah yep. expressing yourself through something so simple that's yours and nobody else can control that's great well again I, I don't have a problem with using hair as a metaphor but i thought the metaphor was very weak again like with the broadway song hair that that was a great metaphor because being hair and being a hippie and free love and and peace that 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 whole counterculture thing that song hair represented that i get that metaphor i just thought the metaphor was presented in a weak fashion plus sonically i think hair is a better song oh it's kind of funny sonically and production wise i like the, i like the saxophone i'm a sucker for it anytime you yeah. put the sound of saxophone uh, in a I, car, I agree it's i like the better. uh the sound uh, during the bridge of the candid not sh that candid shot snare to to build it and to keep that going throughout the song to keep the rhythm and the pace going i was like i enjoy it it's sonically much better to listen to than dirty dirty rich beautiful bang bang yeah and that's how <laughs> yeah that's that's I how much i hated that, hair man. that i went for dirty rich. wow you know, uh, because to me as a someone who likes lyrics it was just like ah you could have gone someplace with it and then you went somewhere easy Again, and this is hearkening back to what I right. keep saying, like, this is why I relate so much to the music more than the lyrics, because she's not delivered. Well, Sorry. I forgot about that. Um, we'll have to figure that out. Yeah. Make a note of that for me, if you will. Um, so it's because of stuff like that, because right. like on times where it's like, OK, here's your chance to give me something lyrically right with context. And it doesn't. It's right. like, OK, well, then I'm not going to pay much attention to your lyrics like, hey, yeah, I'm beautiful, dirty, rich. Cool. I like it. Right. Yeah, it, beautiful, dirty, rich. You know what it is. It, it's just that surface song. You're not expecting much. This I was expecting more of, and it didn't deliver. Fair, fair. Um, so it's kind of a thing where it's like I'd rather have an empty, meaningless thing than something that's trying even, to be even trying to be slightly more than anything, yep. more than nothing. For me, yeah, I I think I'd rather have nothing than a little bit. Yep, I don't agree. I, you know, I'd rather go through. Uh, I'd rather watch an entertaining movie than a movie that's trying to make a point but makes it really badly. I guess my point is, "Beautiful, Dirty, Rich" isn't entertaining. Oh, I think it is. <laughs> I, don't yeah. think it's, I don't think it's a good song. I like. I don't, the, I don't think it's. I don't think that's it's why the I think. I, like, I take care any day because it's it's at least a good song. It sounds nice. It's sonically pleasing and it's got like a soft message to it. Whereas, "Beautiful, Dirty, Rich." I guess we'll just anything. have to agree to disagree. You know, yeah. it's funny because back in <laughs> back in the uh, anyway up till you gotta remember two thousand what was this two thousand ten or eleven this album came out for hair with hair you know for born this way 
the way the expression was done way back was your hair. Now you have tattoos and things to self-expression. When I was in high school, it was spike belts, hair, and I wanted to be different from everyone else. It was a way, but it's kind of funny because now that I think about it, hair is because that's what it used to be. You could always tell someone by their hair. Yeah. And hair used to be cut that hair. It's uh, actually, it's kind of interesting if you, th- if you think about it. It might have more meaning to it than what we think because times have changed on, on that. So I don't know. Maybe not. Fair enough. I hear what you're saying, though, that times have changed on the ways of self expression and that kind of thing, self identity. Um, Christy says, beautiful, dirty, rich. Julia agrees. And Cindy says, sax, now hearing Kenny G. <laughs> <laughs> songbird anybody nope okay next um that's the first one that i've gotten wrong calling it beautiful dirty rich we're gonna play that one on the way home by the yeah. way anthony just so i can <laughs> Thank show you, you how wrong you are now uh i'll be jamming i'll be jamming <laughs> we ready for the next one let's do it Let's oh, commercial. <laughs> so let's take a break. I think when we come back, we're going to have a little conversation and get to know Anthony. We'll let you guys get to know Anthony a little bit. Uh, we might even change things up a little bit on that. So uh, stick around. We got some more fun coming your way. Oh, yeah. Metal Mania 2. Bigger, better, badder. Brawl Room. Hey, it's Jody with Rewind Records. This week, I wanted to bring out some of my favorites. Growing up, it was all about soul and funk. And this is probably one of my favorite albums. It's the Roadrunner album by Junior Walker and the All-Stars. I'm a blues guy, and there's Jimmy Reed's one of my favorite blues people. This is a very, very rare Jimmy Reed album. Tunes on the back of this album, you don't see these. Um, I love listening to this. And then, of course, I'm an 80s kid, so that's the Off the Wall album. I think that might have been the first one, maybe. Uh, Something like that. Yeah. Keep supporting Rewind Records. Keep listening to good music. <laughs> hey, it's Jody with Rewind Records, and I just want to say thank you for all the support. It's been four or five months now that we've been able to supply you with a new kind of music. Um, I just want to let you know that at Rewind Records in Marshfield, Missouri, 1100 Spur Drive, Suite 120, uh, I'm located in an antique store, kind of like a booth. It's an eight by eight. But come on in there. I've got all kinds of different music. Uh, we've got equipment. And uh, mainly, I just want to say thank you. So find us on Facebook. Shoot us a message. Um, Until next time, keep playing that good music. All right, so we are back, back, back. Let's uh, let's take a break from some of this Lady Gaga ness for just a minute, and we're gonna get to know Mr. Anthony Cano. Uh, let me hit all these buttons here, and we're gonna do something a little different. You ready for this? Y'all ready for this? Yeah. We're- you I muted me. Hey, I, hit, I keep hitting the wrong thing. I can't thing do button. my job if the people can't hear me. <laughs> Jeez. All right. We'll let the people speak. Uh, we're going to. So here's the deal. Um, in case that you don't know, the reason Anthony is here. There, well, there's two reasons. One, he's a big Lady Gaga fan. 
and uh, he's got a special day coming up. It's going to be his birthday on Tuesday. And so, oh, happy birthday. Right. So this is uh, uh-huh. kind of a, a little bit of a special treat uh, to have him on for one of his favorite artists. Um, I'm going to be 23. 23? <laughs> right. You wish. I'm going to be 33. <laughs> I've been at my last job for 25 years. Right? Old man. Um, so, and also, again, for those of you who may not know, Anthony has been my partner for the last almost eight years. So it's going to be kind of weird for me to interview him. So I've got something special for you. Oh, boy. Hello. Uh, where's your Where's your hit your button, Josh? Okay, all right there. No, do we'll do this. Do this, and, producer, and that, and and then we'll do. You gonna switch me over? Yeah, if I could figure this all out. <laughs> You're gonna have to. because go. I have no control over that. There we stuff. go. Hey, Anthony, how are you? Good. How are you? I'm good. So I probably need to come down a little bit in that, don't I? Yeah, yeah I'm gonna. I'm. You're gonna on adjust that. that. Okay. I'm gonna adjust the camera just for Tara. So I'm. good. <laughs> So I, I see you're into sports only for the next two weeks because I like watching the Olympics. Oh, is that going on right now? Mm-hmm. Okay. USA. Yeah, we were talking about that. You are really into the excited about the swimming. I love it. Yeah. I love. I, I like watching the Olympics. I just I specifically diving. Yeah, well, mm. oh, <laughs> I also like swimming. Yeah. And shock put. And does the U.S. win? In, do we win anything in the Olympics ever? Oh, oh yeah, oh, we yeah. do we're, good. We're, we're, I, th- I, th- I was hoping that we did. I don't ever watch it. I so. think uh, we w- we won the most in the Summer Olympics for quite a long time, for decades. Oh, good. Yeah, good. we do really well in the Summer Olympics. So uh, I guess we'll just jump in with the standard first question: of okay. What's your favorite favorite flavor of Pop Tart? Are you team fruit or team no, other? I'm no? team other. It is the brown sugar cinnamon. Yes. Oh my goodness! Does that cause one? But it, it has to be cheap it, brand. Yes. Yeah? And, and, and it's got to taste like cardboard and cinnamon. Okay. It's great. Well, I does love that it. that cause problems at the homestead or? No, because we don't really get pop tarts that often at uh, home. Yeah. Uh, most of the pop tarts stay here in the studio. Um. Yeah. Jared's wrong. He's garbage for thinking that uh <laughs> the fruit is the way to go, and you need to have like a butterfruit and dough tart dream. No, it's all no. about the cinnamon brown sugar. Okay. One hundred percent. Eat them cold. Well, follow up yes. question. Do you you, you don't. You don't put butter on them, I assume, I'm assuming, since you I, like... I've never tried it. No? No. Maybe I will. Butter only goes on the non-frosted blueberry. On the non-frosted blueberry. Well, <laughs> hold up. We're going to ask you these questions. Non-frosted <laughs> Pop-Tart? What kind of garbage? Grandma's house? She scrapes the frosting <laughs> on. No, she bought them that way. Um, oh, my goodness. She got confused at the grocery and They're actually store. less healthy for you than the uh, frosted ones. Yeah. They're <laughs> Somehow. <laughs> So, Anthony, do you play any musical instruments, or are you? Just... I play a mean skin flute. <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll have to ask Jared if that's true. <laughs> um, let's see. Uh, I used to play snare drum for a hot minute in school. Really? Marching I always, band? I no, just regular band, like elementary band. Okay, yeah, so like really? it, it was a hot second. Um, okay, I did take guitar class in high school. They said I had the fingers for it. Yeah. I'm, I'm all linked. Um, hey! Oh my goodness, what we got going on here? It's oh, look at that! Mind. Yay! Fire hazard. <laughs> Happy birthday to you! Happy birthday to you! Where am I at? Happy birthday, dear Anthony. Happy birthday to you. Hurry up before we blur and place down. 
So I guess we're having cake. Thank you all. I will enjoy this as soon as the interview portion is over. All right. Now you have to eat it while right, you're yeah. okay. answering questions. We can hear the I smacking. Have, I don't have a fork. Well, you can use your hands. <laughs> so what were we at? What was the question? Uh, we were talking about musical instruments. Oh, um, I always wanted to play the saxophone, mm -hmm. but my family couldn't afford to get me a saxophone, so I never learned. Yeah, they're expensive. Um. I played snare drum for a hot second, and then I played guitar in high school. I was pretty decent at it, but then I just kind of fell off. I'm not really a musician, so that's okay. it's kind of interesting. I know most of the people you have on this show are musicians. Yeah. Um. There we go. Now I can hear myself. I think my <laughs> there you go. My, yeah. my mic went out for a second. I think this got disconnected. Oh, oh, oh yeah, it has a short in it. Uh oh. There, there. Oh, there we go. There you go. Yep. Just I'm not really an. Just don't touch it. Yeah. I. I I don't think I'm really a musician at all. I wouldn't credit myself as a musician. I can't really play much. Um, I've dabbled. I've played like a couple chords on something once in a while, but yeah. you know, I think I think it's different to have someone like me on the show. Where I think most of the people on your show are tied to the local music scene. I am not. Right. Well, is music a part of your life, or is that something that Jared just? I think it's more so uh, something that Jared is involved with. I'm not one for. Uh, Oh, thanks. I'm I'm like the ideal picturesque casual radio fan, like not huge into like going to shows and stuff like that. I don't think I ever even went to a concert before meeting Jared, um, to which we've gotten an impressive resume of concerts under our belts in the yeah. last eight Excellent. years. Excellent. So, so what was your first concert that you went to? Do you know? Um, I can't remember which one it was. It might have been Guns N' Roses at Arrowhead Stadium. Oh my goodness, that's a shocker. With um, right with uh, who was the op Alice in Chains opening? Yeah, might have been the first one, or it was Lita Ford at uh, here in Springfield at the Shrine. I think. No, yeah, I don't remember which one came first either. I know the first one was supposed to be a King Diamond show. Now, do yeah. King you, Diamond. Do you actually... No, the first one was supposed to be Rocklahoma. Oh, that's true. Yeah, I was going to see Lincoln Link Park. I was going to see yeah. Lincoln Park and Megadeth at Rocklahoma, and we got rained out. Now, are these bands that you're actually interested in, or are these bands that you have to put up with? Because of <laughs> I mean, it's bands where I'm familiar with their music as much as any casual person would be. Like right. I know a bunch of Guns N' Roses. Now, songs, if you if I'm you not had, an Axl Rose, if you had your choice of seeing whatever band, and it wasn't up to Jared, who would you see? I wouldn't. I probably wouldn't go see a lot of rock bands, to be honest. I'd probably go see like. Pop people, no, I don't. Well, huge I, on that's the same thing. I mean, I, I, no, I've never been huge on Taylor Swift. I would, I would love to go see Lady Gaga in concert. Honestly, right? That'd be amazing. I've, yeah. wa I've watched some of her uh, arena shows from back in the day when she was on that like two year tour. Nuts! That, that looks like such a good show to be at. I would go see, uh, going more modern. I'd go see Billie Eilish. Oh uh, yeah, I think that'd be fun. There is a metal though, band that you've said that you would like to go see. Uh oh, I would go see um. Rammstein. Yep. Oh, really? That sounds yes, fun. They're, they're one. They're, I love to see. Just only for in the, the states every now and then, though. Just yeah. for the production. Yeah. And um, the theatrics are good. There's probably a few others. If Michael was still alive, I'd go see Michael. Um, same thing with like Prince and stuff like that. But yeah. yeah um, uh, what was your first album that you bought with your own money? Ooh. Uh. I'm trying to think. It was either. Um. 21 by Adele or it was uh 
I don't remember the name of the song. It was a Britney Spears album. It was like her old one, like the, her old one that she first came out. The with. Hit Me Baby one more that time. That might have been the, the flower on the on the, the, disc? the one where she's yeah. sitting there and she's got yeah. her uh, in like the red top or whatever. Um, that might have been. I think it was Adele's Twenty One, and then yeah. I bought a bunch of Gaga albums and then a few others. But I never bought that many albums because by the time I was old enough to purchase albums and was working a job, you downloaded it on right. Frostwire, yeah, that's, or LimeWire. So. I was I'm oh you're I'm, one of those I'm post album generation for sure yeah and that's that's real sad I, I feel bad for you because you're never gonna feel that expectation of a whole album being released and, and uh, yes that and what we were saying earlier too about um the uh, the track order mm -hmm. really doesn't matter as much now as it did yep. back when there were actual vinyl albums and stuff or cassette tapes even um where it's like okay. Uh, the first song matters, the last song matters, and where you flip the tape and end the tape mm -hmm. matters. Um, so a lot of that is gone because yeah. you can just shuffle whatever you want on the playlist on on iTunes or whatever now. So and you can create your own on demand listening, and then Spotify yeah. will make an algorithm based solely on what you like to listen to, and you'll never hear anything different. Yeah, nope. and concept albums. You're oh, not going to be able yeah. to do concept. Chromatica. Albums. That's a concept album. Yeah. Well, EP's the way to go anymore for a lot it, of people yeah, as well. And mm -hmm. for a lot of reasons too, especially the uh, short attentions mm -hmm. and, that people have nowadays. So. Very short. Yep. Indeed. Josh, you're doing great. Well, thank you. I appreciate it. I'm liking that. this. This, so, is, this is a nice change. I like this. A uh, toy company is making an action figure of you, Anthony. What two accessories does it come with? Chocolate cake? No, it <laughs> comes with... Um, oh, I, oh, I, go ahead. It comes with a 3DS. Yep. And okay. a phone. <laughs> 3DS, is that correct? That's 100% correct. 100% yep. correct. It comes okay. with a cell phone and a 3DS. Oh, I was, was going to say internet. Uh, he's got to have an internet connection. It also, <laughs> right. it also comes with um, a pair of Bluetooth headphones. Well, there's only two accessories. Okay. Right. So you well, got to choose yeah. two. I would go with the phone and Bluetooth headphones, and I would ditch okay. the, the 3DS. Okay. I, I don't know about that. <laughs> <laughs> okay. And last question. You have any secrets you want to dish on uh, Jared here? <laughs> he snores really loud. I Does do. he? I do. All right. Well, he and I would get along. Do you have sleep apnea? I don't think so. Have you checked it? I have not. Maybe. A I lot of not. If you're snoring, does it wake you up? No. Does not wake you up? No. Nope. It wakes me up. <laughs> nope. And I don't. I always feel rested. A lot of the you other. You do feel rested? I, a lot okay, of the good. other uh, symptoms of sleep apnea, is, I don't feel like I have. Fatigue yeah. is a real bad one. Anthony, yeah. have you ever like tried to strap a tennis ball to his back so he sleeps on his stomach? <laughs> or a side right yeah. no i am a side sleeper He's, He's, i'm a, I'm a fetal on position you snore on your side too i yeah. i don't know Man. yes oh my goodness Gotta it, get that it, checked it's out. really loud so on his back it'd be disastrous i bet yeah <laughs> right. um yeah on his side he snores which i thought was kind of interesting too but most of the time it's just him going <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad. I'm glad snoring's the only dirt that he's throwing out here. Well, we're gonna wait until we get something juicier. Right? What else? What else, Anthony? About Jared? Yeah. Um. Does he walk around in the Death May Die mate cup on home? No, 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 no. Because I hate taking that crap off. <laughs> <laughs> it looks cool once it's done, but I it it's like nothing like doing a show and then you're spent after you know loading out and and um all the stuff that normal bands go through after a show. Only to get home at two in the morning and still have to jump in the shower and scrub the crap out of your face till it's raw. Yep. Um, yeah, it's it's yeah. <laughs> mm. Andy has a price. Andy dude. made forty bucks on that show too. That's which right. Makes it even a better. Then I had night. to split this, between five other people. Yes. Yeah. And I had to cover my pay foundation. My beer tab. <laughs> exactly, Johnny. It's like you're in a band and you know what's up. <laughs>
I yeah. do. Right. Well, do you have any other thing? Anything else um, you want me to shy away from or not ask him that I can't ask? Him? Oh no, you can ask anything. You can ask me anything. Okay. Uh, I bring it. Okay. 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 Ask All him, these. Ask him that one. Ask me Which questions. One? Ask boomer. him that one. Nope. Oh, Gaga or uh-huh, okay. Uh-huh, so uh-huh. Gaga or Madonna. Show, you show already, the camera. We already had okay. So we were gonna have a fight today. Oh, you had to, you had oh, to pull back, back. Up, back up, back, back up, back up. To your okay, left. I'm there looking, you go. Okay, there I'm go. looking at my monitor, my camera. Oh yeah, yeah. There so, you go. Yeah, Gaga well, or ignore Madonna. Ignore the hair. You can yeah. you can wipe that off. Um, the the arrow is backwards on that. <laughs> oh, it was not backwards, but it is now since he's backwards. got the he's got the power of the pen. No, I that, do. That that should be this way. Gaga. Gaga is better than Madonna. Madonna. Easily. 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 End of story. End of story. More songs that are better. Better vocalists. Madonna can't sing. Um, better <laughs> half. She, better she, Super Bowl okay, halftime hang on, show. Hang on, better hang looks. Hang on, better hang on, fashion. Hang on, back up. So Madonna is the Vince Neil of pop music. She sounds great in the studio, and then after that, meh. Yeah. I, oh, I'd agree. But there were Vince Neil's terrible. <laughs> oh, oh my he, god, dude, he mumbles what? everything. What's he saying? He doesn't even know, <laughs> and he's only saying half, like half at least of the lyrics, if not like less than that. <laughs> right. Uh, yeah. Vince Neil, he's from a band, right? Yeah, he was Correct. in Poison. Yeah. He was. He was uh, Vince uh, Motley Crue. Yeah, yeah, Poison. Motley Crue. Poison. <laughs> yeah, he was the lead singer of Guns N' Roses. <laughs> he was the lead bassist. <laughs> yeah. Isn't isn't he the fat one? Yeah, that's him. Yes. Who, who's like the uh, uh, who's the yeah, yeah, the yeah, abominable not, snowman. Yeah, and, and he's not really singing. He's just going. I'm not. Yeah, that guy. That's Madonna. Right. <laughs> That's Madonna. Okay, well, we're gonna get some hate, I'm sure. Madonna, on that one. Madonna's trash. All you boomers are wrong. Oh my god. <laughs> all right, so let's jump back over here. We can go back. Thank to you all. for the happy birthday. You do know that yeah. boomers were like listening to twenty Madonna. years before us, right? Right. We're yeah. Born. We're, we're Gen are, Xers. Boomers are fifty-five. Nope. Nope. Fifty. Yes. Nope. Nope. Yes. You can. You can. You can. Yes, with your internet answer all the time. But you guys are wrong. Actually, stands for okay, Jared's so a millennial. Okay, okay so I'm I think a, actually, I'm baby boomer was millennials like late, like sixty-eight. So there may be some fifty-year-olds, but the bulk of the baby boomers were born in the fifties and the late forties. Yep. Uh, so they're your grandparents. Maybe. Yeah. And then Generation yeah. X is what? Huh? what year what year is Generation uh, X? They're like oh, 70, yeah. 70 through like eighty five. Okay, and then millennials after that, which is what I would be in, is and it's from like eighty four to yeah. mm-hmm. I don't know. Interesting stuff. <laughs> yeah. You okay, said, so you said, wait, you said Gen X is seventy to eighty five? Well seventy that to is or eighties, yeah. That is correct. Nineteen seventy to nineteen eighty five. Mm-hmm. And then boomers are the ones who were born before that. Yeah. Our parents. So My people who are born in the 60s. Yeah, late 60s. All of the 60s. Because you just said yeah. Gen X yeah, started 60s, in yeah. the 70s. Like in, the in 70s, late 40s. So 50s. All of the 60s and the late 50s. 40s now. If they were born in the 40s, they're the greatest generation. They are. All right. No, the greatest Let's go to the comments, y'all. We're going to the comments. I'm leaving y'all with the dust. ones that fought World Y'all were born II. the crap out of me. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> you know me. I'll call a spade a spade. Uh, <laughs> he just won't call himself a millennial, even though he is. Right. Um, there you go. There's your dirt right there. All righty. Uh, Cindy says expression using shoes like Chucks or Air Jordans. That's very true. That was a, a, a status symbol back in the day. I'm, I had a pair of Air Jordans. Deborah Klein says, I'm listening. Just cooking. Hey, what are you cooking? What you got cooking? 
Cindy says, happy birthday. Stephanie Norton, happy birthday, Anthony. Hey, Stephanie Norton. Brian also says, happy birthday, Anthony. And Lisa says, we would bring you a bottle of wine, but Joshua is a diva and expects, uh, expects us to bring him the first bottle of raspberry wine. I don't expect the first bottle. I what about strawberry bottle? wine? Strawberry How did I know? Wine. 17? 17. Thank you, Sherry. Hot July moon. There you go. That's the one. It's a great song. It is a great song. <laughs> uh, Sherry says, oh, my God, Anthony, I love you. There you go. <laughs> Christy says, Psh, suck up. LOL. But happy birthday to you, sir. Thanks. <laughs> Kim Garmer, or, yeah, also says happy early birthday. Julia says happy birthday. Deb says Gen X starts at 65. Now we Boomers have are 46 to 64. Hey, Jared. And Deborah says, I'm cooking chicken fried steak by request from my son. My goodness. Good. Save a plate for us. I want potatoes, too. All right, let's get back into the driver's seat of this All thing right. here and uh, continue on. We've got uh, the fame versus, I've been dreading having to say this one all week. Uh, I at first thought it was she be, but it's actually pronounced how she sings it in a song, Shiza. Um, but you could. Which, does anybody know what that, me what that means? It's shit in yep. German. Correct. But she couldn't put that, so she put Scheib. Correct. Kind of clever, actually. Hmm. Right? Until we get into the lyrics of the song. And then it's not, I gotta take it, right? <laughs> <laughs> uh, so I'll go ahead, uh, since I've already given it away. Uh, the song is in mostly faux German. It's not actual German. Uh, it's a bunch of more mumble jumble. Um, kind of like, like you did with the Spanish, right? <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly. It's Italian. But this, she's doing it on, well, I'll explain. It's kind of more like this. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? Uh, so um, on uh, on the German song, uh, Shiza, she's telling her man that uh, even though she doesn't know how to do something, in this, in this case, speak German, she will do so anyway to please her man. Um, and it's it's kind of about self-empowerment as far as like, um, it, it's almost tongue-in-cheek in her saying that, I guess is what I'm trying to say. Uh, and then the fame is about seeking fame and how we view celebrities. Um I'm not going to vote yet. I'm just going to, I wanted to say my little tidbit. So I'll circle back around to myself. But uh, Anthony, we'll let you start on this one. I'm going to, okay. Oh, by the way, feel free to dish us up some cake. Okay. <laughs> so Scheib um, is very much inspired by like European house music. Yep. It's very rave, very of that genre in that orientation. Um, the fake German, I think it's really funny. Um, and some of the lines she's like, love is objectified by what men say is right, which I thought was kind of clever. It's like female empowerment when you listen, when you like listen to the lyrics and like actually read it, it's like, okay, so there's hints of that. Obviously it's not super deep, but that's basically the basic message of it. But you wouldn't expect that listening to the song. You think it's just some techno rave song. Um, the fame, uh, same ballpark, but it's more easy to understand and direct. Um, the big German killed me. I thought it was really funny. I'm going to go ahead and just easily go with Scheib. Yeah. It's a great song. Like, if I'm going to be in a club and I want to listen to a song and just dance and spin glow sticks, that's what I'm going with. Nine, like 10 out of 10 every time. Okay. If I had to choose between the two. The Fame, even though it's the, it's disappointing because that's the title track of the album. And it, that's, <laughs> all you're, right out of my mouth, and that's all you're coming up with. The it's Fame. <laughs> I, I like it's a filler song. It's, it's a filler a, song. It, it wasn't even like yep. 
it wasn't even a single off the album and i'm like what and it's the title of the album and it's the uh, it's the title track so i'm like no shy all the way it, yep. it, it's it's everything that i want from a gaga song where it's weird it's quirky it's fun to dance to it's got a great beat and it's pumping fist and pumping fist and pumping fist easily shibe okay johnny well what he was just saying it's funny because the fame the song is very filler if i unless i listen to it i don't even remember it most of the time it, especially for it being a the, the name of the album um right i don't really like either of them so my point of view is not going to be anything good but they're the fame is it's a shame because the rest of the albums is going to be like this because yeah nobody's going to know any of these songs after what we've already talked about it's it's like they had to finish stuff up they didn't even put like an end song that made it an end song of the album it was just like oh we got four more tracks let's put them on here and that's it uh we talk about the fame Yes, yeah. correct. The fame, oh, yeah. the fame, yeah, the yeah, fame, not yeah. not not yeah. born this way. Correct. The fame. So the it being the song of the album, and then nobody knows it. Yeah, this so. is this is the end of the cliff as far yeah. as the album. Yeah. Um, Joshua, what do you think? Uh, so was uh, Shibe or whatever was Shibe. John? Was that your choice too? Yes, I'm gonna go with that. Okay. Yep. Uh, well, I am totally opposite of what you guys said. Uh. I'm uh, shook. Absolutely. Um the intro okay, the intro of it reminded me of Owner of a Lonely Heart. Dun, dun, uh-huh. dun, dun. Yeah, it has that yep. just kind of that same sound. And I was like, oh I, it does sound like that. I forgot yeah. about yep. that. And that was like, ooh, I kind of like that. That's um, right. Once again, Gwen Stefani's back. Um, <laughs> yeah. And to me, I thought if this is a social commentary, then it's done really well. If it's pointing out the fallacies of fame and the struggles of fame, right. I thought it was done really well. Right. Um, and that's, that's why I had that in my notes. It's yeah. it's how we view celebrities right. and the pedestal we've created right. for them. Right. Yeah. And But if it's how she really views things, then that's really sad. Right. Uh, and I also thought that, sadly, this can kind of be seen as like a anthem for kids now who are just wanting fame and not see the the way what she's pointing out as these are not something to be achieved or right. these, are not, for. these should not be goals yeah right yeah which but, actually kind of ties into the whole ep that she followed the fame with the fame monster right and, and I, the, fame, the song the fame kind of ties the two together yeah in that and so respect. to me this actually is probably one of the deeper messages of the album it i has, would agree with that has actually a lot to say uh and uh Scheib, i said is there anything better than german influenced techno club music well, off the top of my head, expired <laughs> seafood, accidentally biting your tongue, and prostate exams. I mean, I agree on the third one. <laughs> no, I, I, I do not like German techno music. I'm sorry, oh, but it's fake now, German techno. Music. Okay, which is even more problematic because if you fake like Chinese or Spanish, you're culturally insensitive. So now this is not a good look to do fake. Fake language. That's culturally insensitive. Keep and in mind, social. this was way back in 2011. So this is before well, a lot of this well, kind of came to It doesn't matter. Life, but... It's retroactive now. You've got uh, comedians getting in trouble that they for things that they said 10, 15 years ago. I'm right so, or wrong. Yeah. So this song's problematic uh, now, and so it probably needs to be canceled. Uh, <laughs> and... <laughs> 
uh, yeah, it's, it was just, it was, it was ridiculous in my All opinion. Right. So I'm going to go with the fame, the fame. Okay. Uh, John, do you want to change yours? Owner of a lonely heart, buddy. Oh, come on. I did forget that was way that I actually used to think the same thing you said. Mm -hmm. It does sound just like that other song. It sounds exactly like that. But with that dock points, in your opinion? No, because it's cool. The other, I mean, the fame, uh, the tribe sounds just like uh, any other club song. Gwen Stefani, however. But you were just praising other songs on on the fame album earlier for being that way. So you got to watch this Joshua character, man. He's a flippy, floppy, flippy. He's kind of being contradictory right now. How so? Because you just said like Scheib sounds like any other German techno song, so therefore it's invalid. But then you were talking about how Just Dance and other songs like Poker Face have a more mainstream, like manufactured appeal, and that's why they win. So that's kind of contradictory. I wouldn't say so. Okay. Oh, also, I think, I think what? Oh, go ahead. You're fine. Okay. Uh, I was gonna say about the fake German thing because yeah, you're right. It can be seen as problematic nowadays yeah. with how sensitive <laughs> people are. But if you look up the. Uh, purpose behind her speaking fake German. The reasoning she gives is because whenever uh, she's asked to speak her mind as a woman or she's asked to explain herself to other people, she always ended up feeling as if she was speaking gibberish yeah. and that nobody could understand her anyway, which, Rama, Rama, but, which is why she's like, you know, I, I mean, I can't speak German, but I can if you want me to, I guess. I'll yeah, but it doesn't really matter what your intention is. It's just the fact that it's being done nowadays. Well, yeah, that's the whole concept of <laughs> cancel culture. <laughs> right. Like It doesn't matter what your intentions were. Right. We don't like it. It's wrong. Yeah. 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 So no, I really don't care about that. It's just I don't like German techno music. I really hate it. So it's got to be really bad for me to go with this one. Put me down for um, Chibi, Chiza. That's what you're going for. That's what I'm Chiba. going for. Okay. I I uh, I enjoyed that one a lot more, actually. Okay. Um. So if you want to talk influences, it just immediately made me think of Ramstein, and I'm like, sure, we'll okay, go with that. I get that. Yeah. yeah. Oh, we uh, never. There, there's a power to that sound to me. You know mm-hmm. the whether it's true German or German like mm-hmm. or German ish. She's uh, a couple just, of German words. <laughs> it's just got that very powerful. Sound. Third Reichish feel to it. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> How we do never... you even follow that? Um, <laughs> We're rude. We never where, figured where... out if Johnny changed his answer or not. <laughs> no, you, I was just listening. It's funny though, because you were saying about how the sound, the German language is a very strong language and it can also be a very unattractive language mm-hmm. at the same time. So it does, when you hear it, it does make it. I. I it's just hard to put into music. I would have to be hard to put into music because the way the words are structured anyway, what we consider rhyming, I've always, I don't know any other languages. So I don't, I, I've always wondered how that is whenever like converting a song from English to whatever, right. how much that would change the way it's being said because other languages process a word, like a sentence structure different than differently than we do as they read it. So I don't know, mm-hmm. but uh, I'm I'll I'll keep my answer the same. Okay, okay. Uh, going over to the comments, we've got um, Deborah says mashed potatoes and cream gravy too. Yummy. Yes. Uh, Julia says. Uh, <laughs> Shiza gets my vote. Shiza gets my vote. I love cursing in German. Uh, <laughs> Stephanie says hi, Elkie Castle Bradford. Well, hello there. She is lady of the hour. <laughs> uh, Cindy, I like this answer. This is the best. Uh, don't know either. No time for homework. Voting for fake German techno. <laughs> Based. Yes. She gets an A. 
All right. And just like that. Schreib is the winner. Josh? Scheiße. <laughs> there you go. We've got Money Honey versus Bloody Mary. Uh, we'll start. Uh, we'll start with Josh on this one. Okay, so uh, this falls in the same uh, uh, biblical imagery. The whole biblical imagery again, ridiculous. Uh, and you talking about for money, honey? No, for for <laughs> Bloody Mary. <laughs> no, for Bloody Mary. Uh, again, it tries to make the song sound like it has uh, an intelligence and depth but it's it's ultimately just ridiculous because the references are inadequate uh, and inaccurate so it's pseudo intellectual in my opinion and money honey well at least the songs uh i can't even read what i'm saying here yeah oh yeah it's it talks about how the relationship is better than like the finer things like it's uh, love is like money in the bank. I think there's a song when you give like me that. good kisses. That's money, honey. Yeah, yeah. I'm your lover and uh-huh. your mistress. Yeah, and it talks <laughs> well. Again, that's money, honey. Yeah, still the song when you touch me, it's so delicious. Yeah, and that tells you filler. how. Yeah, it tells you how bad the lyrics and Bloody Mary are. If I'm gonna go with that, so I'm going with money, honey. I would, but. I, I any sugar? Well, I, that's a yeah, no sugar for me. Thanks. Are you diabetic too? No, the doctor told me I was going to be if I wouldn't. I lost like ninety pounds. They said it was going to be hypoglycemic, um, fall asleep, and I was like, I ain't doing it. Right. My mom's diabetic and everything, so no, no, no cake, no cut, no ice cream, nothing. Fair enough. Cake, cake, cake. Okay. Uh, John, what do you think? <clears throat> Bloody Mary or Money Honey? Well, the thing is, is we're talking about more fillers again. And like I said earlier, the last like five songs on the album after the main ones, it was just, I like money, honey. But then again, I'm also going off of, you know, I really like lady. I really like that album. So I, I started to like every song on the album, but, and then you were saying what is bloody Mary wrong as well on, on lyrics. Is it oh, wrong? Yeah. As well? Oh yeah, absolutely. It's like someone opened up a Bible and said, well, that's a cool word and let's put it in there. It's okay. supposed to be from the perspective. The lyrics are supposed to be from the perspective of Mary what, Magdalene, whatever no. her name is. Uh, and, and it's all, it's all wrong. Oh, one Jesus, of Jesus's Jesus. disciples. Yeah. No, and, she was, she was a follower. She wasn't one of the disciples. Right. And follower him. And I guess, Salt was one of the first, or if not the first, to see him after he was resurrected. Right, agreed. But none so, of that is in there, and everything is wrong about yeah. about the references. So she talks about getting stoned to death, and they're gonna kill the king on his throne, and she's ready for their stones, and she right. won't cry for you or crucify the things you do. Right, and all of that's incorrect. Yeah. <laughs> as far I mean, the references are totally out of whack. I mean. <clears throat> You could have done it, it more appropriately, but again, there was no research done or no understanding done. So, I wonder why this happened so much on this because it makes me rethink everything now. Because you guys, you're calling out, but I've never studied it this much either to actually look all that stuff up. Mm-hmm. It's funny that I don't really listen to a song and be like, I got to make sure that's correct first before I like it. It's just you were really good I at did doing that, and I've I've never done it. So, yep. I would say money, honey, and probably because it's probably more truthful. <laughs> It actually makes sense that feelings are like money. 
I guess. I don't know. I don't know. We're into a lot of filler stuff now. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Um, okay, so for me on Money Honey, uh, the verses sounded like recycled parts from Just Dance. Um, a lot of the same sound, literal, actual same sounds and, and same chord progressions with like notes taken out of it kind of thing. Um, just a cheap version of, of Just Dance. But the pre-chorus is fantastic. Uh, the line, uh, and specifically the music underneath of this line, uh, it's good to live expensive, you know it, um, but my knees get weak, intensive when you give me k- k- kisses, um, which then obviously goes into the chorus. But that that part leading into that was really great, I thought. I enjoyed the sound of that. Uh, my notes for Bloody Mary, I enjoy the beat of the song overall, but it sounds a lot like a... Um, oh, this is... The, uh, it sounds a lot like the beat and the sounds of Closer by Nine Inch Nails. The same snare sound, the yeah. same kick drum sound uh that's why when you said nine inch nails early i'm like oh wait until later because it's it literally sounds just like the same exact thing uh it probably could have been midi sampled even um that's how similar it was um so again i really enjoyed the pre-chorus of money honey but overall i'm gonna give the song to bloody mary um there's just more about that that i enjoyed but again and johnny said it best these are both filler songs they're nothing really stands out that much if these were in seven songs in seven days, they'd be getting seven place. I don't know how else to say that, but there you go. Um, my turn. Yep, I'm gonna go with Bloody Mary. Okay, sonically, I enjoy it better. Um, I like the production on it way more. I think pr- uh, production wise, it's very well put together. I like the how so far in if you if you're looking at all of the album of Born This Way, it's in the perfect position because you just get off of shy which is like this hardcore like techno rave song you're gonna go to bloody mary where it's a lot slower smoother and this is gonna make all the people in the comment section angry this is the first example in my opinion on the album where there's some very obvious metal influences going on with this which is weird to put on a pop album but it's there like there's actual breakdowns in the song bloody mary like if you were to replace some of those uh, synths that she's using during the bridge and replace it with guitar, it would sound like a breakdown of a metal song. Yeah, I, um, he was mentioning. I mean, even that he said nine, nine inch, inch nails. nails. Yeah, I'm like, this is one of the first examples of her. Which it's kind of the same theme throughout the Born This Way album. It's it's almost like a pop album versus a rock album in certain ways. Um, I would give it to Bloody Mary, just because I think. Production-wise, it's a better song. It's put together better. It's got better breakdowns, a good bridge, and I like it. Yep. And uh, uh, operatic. She uses operatic vo- uh, vocals in this and hints to some of her classical training that she had coming up in this song, which she hasn't done at all in either album so far. Right. Yep. True. Uh, we've got uh, Julia Le Cobb with a vote, Money Honey. So, money, honey, money, honey. Oh, there's only one vote from the audience. Oh, yep. Thanks we're for getting, pointing that one out. To the songs that people don't know. That's true. They, <laughs> they don't know. They, they don't feel strongly in either way. Yeah. It's, it's a shame that they've they've all, each one of them gotten weak on the end. Yeah, mm. yeah. It's it's weird uh, because these albums. Uh, again, it goes back to what I was saying with track listing. One album is front loaded, the other is back loaded with yep. with all the hits. It's mm-hmm. it's really interesting. They're not they're not sprinkled throughout. Um, <laughs> so up next we've got 
Starstruck and bad kids. It actually worked. <laughs> uh, let's see here. Anthony, we'll let you go first. I'm going to go with bad kids on this one. Okay. Because it was a song written and produced and made specifically for the little monsters. And it's actually aimed towards them. Oh. Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah. It's actually, she's singing to her fans. She's like, don't be insecure if your heart is pure. You're still good to me if you're a bad kid, baby. Like, it's for her fans. Cool. And it's about all the weird, like, outcast people who were huge fans of Lady Gaga, the gay people, the emo people, the scene kids. It was all about them, and it was for them. And so there you go. I'll give it to that one. Julia says... Plus, it has guitar. <laughs> Julia says, am I the only one voting out here? Well, Shiza! <laughs> <laughs> uh, Johnny, what do you think on this one? I'm probably going to go with Bad Kids too, and the only reason is because Star Starstruck... Um... But the first time I heard it, and then of course Flow Ride is in it. Yeah. Oh. And <laughs> it, it makes it yeah. seem like to me it was another like security blanket of like we have this last resort here in case this doesn't take off. But it's so not her style at all. Nope. I mean, I know her music is clever, but not that. I don't know. It was it sounds like it was probably written in a couple of minutes. Um it's Starstruck, not a good, you mean? Yeah, Starstruck. It's not a good song. Um I'm gonna go with Bad Kids just because it, Star Trek, Starstruck means nothing, and it it doesn't let, talk about anything. And Florida, like, uh, I don't. I wonder if she's even sang that song live before. I don't think she has. Right, exactly, <laughs> exactly. I don't so, think she likes the song. Yeah, I, I, re I really don't think. I mean, yeah, she probably doesn't like the song. Florida, come on. Why? Yeah, he was big for about five minutes. And oh, he fell off big time. Why? Right. So he just ruins it. Here, here's my, uh, here's my notes, and and a lot of these, like, I've got a lot of stuff written. Here's my notes for. Um, Starstruck. Sounds like Sierra Wannabe. <laughs> Sounds like Sierra Wannabe. It doesn't sound true to Lady Gaga at all. Here's what I've got for um, the other one. Nothing. Nada. Uh, Badkins wins just because I think it's a better song. I've got no earth-shattering thoughts about either song. Bad Kids is a better song. I, I thought Starstruck was just kind of cheap sounding. It so sounded cheap. like, sounded like uh, some teenage pop sensation coming into the scene kind of thing. I'm like, this is not, this does not fit you or the album or the concept. Anything. Yeah. Josh? Uh, I thought uh, Star Trek might be a good club song because it's just kind of repetitive. And, uh, but lyrically, Space Cowboy, Cherry, Cherry, Boom, Boom. <laughs> exactly. That's, cherry, yeah. Cherry, Boom, Boom. Yeah. Second time she does that in the album. Nothing it stands is. out yeah. is what I put on. on. Yeah, cherry, yeah. Cherry, boom, she does boom. a lot of that. A lot yeah. of, um, callbacks to previous yeah, songs in yeah. that album yeah nothing stands out on starstruck uh i like bad kids uh sounds like what i think gaga should sound like mm -hmm. uh vocally anyway uh the verse is cool even if the guitar is a keyboard right on that one that was sampled guitar uh the chorus loses a little bit of intensity but it's still better than starstruck so there we are go. all in agreement on that hey, one hey, hey. no fighting guys wow. You guys made the right choice. <laughs> I think everybody would make the right choice. Yeah. It's really not a good song. It really is. Filler. Yep. Blow um, Rida, come on. What's really funny is Jesus uh, uh, Julie said, am I the only one voting out here? Well, we've got no votes for this song. So nope. now we, we've went from one to zero. Uh, so let's uh, go ahead and call it here, Joshua. We're going to call it Bad Kids. There you go. All right, so bad kids will move on, and uh, let's see what we got. Oh, la, la. 
Okay, so we got boys, boys, boys versus Highway Unicorn. You this know is, I've got to start with Joshua on this one. This one was fun. Go in. Hello, Miss Gwen Stefani. Yes. You're back singing a No Doubt song with shallow lyrics on boys, boys, boys. Filler. Filler, yep. Highway Unicorn. Uh, what are you doing? What? Zooming in. Uh, Why? The whole song, Highway Unicorn, Road to Love. Yeah. Sounds like Gaga. There's better fills and breaks, and it drops to halftime, which was really cool. That was something that she doesn't normally do. So when that hit it, my ears perked up. So I think that it's just much better song. So I'm going with Highway Unicorn. Road to love. Road to love. <laughs> I just want to keep it here for a Stop that. I'm surprised. I thought you would go in a little harder there. Uh, let's see here. Johnny, what do you think? I know it's funny because we're, we're starting to pick these songs on born this way over because the last four songs on the fame were so empty. We're, 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 we're naturally even starting to look past the inconsistencies with the lyrics on these other songs and we're picking them because the other ones on the fame are so stock. Yes. yes. <laughs> boys, really boys, boys is super stock. It really falls off on the second half yeah. of that album. It, it really does. I, yeah. If you I look know. at my notes Born this way is a bit more consistent throughout. Yeah, Front the, side is the first seven. Second side is the back seven. <laughs> Yeah, it's totally. Spots. I'm gonna go with Highway Unicorn as well because boys, boys, boys is just as just as didn't empty. click with you. No, I mean I like the whole album, but a lot of it's nostalgia. Sure, and it comes to actually with facts with it. It's not that good, and yeah. I can't go off of that alone True. because nostalgia and the rose-colored glasses can really make you not have the right answer. So it's good to have someone's outside perspective who doesn't know any of these songs and hearing them right. more than what I would what, what I'll be able to give for sure, for sure. Uh, Anthony, okay, so. I probably like boys, boys, boys more than you two do, only because very specific, not just because it's about, you know, it's very homoerotic, but also a very niche thing. When I was uh, in high school, I would see YouTube videos and stuff like that, where anytime there was like a compilation video of like, this is going to get really nerdy, male anime characters and like shipping them together. No, it's not sentimental at all. It's sexualized. Um, any sort of combination of like male anime characters going together and like shipping them in a relationship, they would always put that song "Boys, Boys, Voice" to it, and I I just thought that was funny, and that was the first time I heard it was on YouTube. I didn't even realize it was a Lady Gaga song, and then I found out after I purchased the album that it was, and I was like, oh, that's a Lady Gaga song? What the hell? It doesn't make any sense at all. It doesn't even sound like her. And then, uh, Gay! yes, and then um, <laughs> Highway Unicorn, um. <laughs> sounds like even when it first kicks off the song like we could be strong like it hits the symbols or whatever it just that sounds like a such a bigger production it's such a larger sound production wise it just seems like i could imagine that being like a mid-roll song in one of her concerts whereas boys 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 i would never hear that in one of her concerts she'd, she'd never play has she even song. played that one live i, I don't think so um, but Highway Unicorn, I can imagine her doing that. So I'm going to give it to Highway Unicorn for all the reasons that you guys listed. I think it's objectively a better song. I think Boys, Boys, Boys is like a joke song, almost. It's like silly. And it's like, you know, tongue-in-cheek, uh -huh, leather jacket. The only thing that puts Boys, Boys, Boys over is that there was that viral sensation kid who sang the song Boys, Boys, Boys. No, it was paparazzi. Never mind. He didn't even do Boys, Boys, Boys. <laughs> nope, get wrecked. <laughs> boys, 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 you got nothing. You don't even have a viral <laughs> sensation. Yeah, it's... Uh... Yeah, Highway Unicorn. For sure. Okay. 
Um, sad, by the way, actually, this is happening this way with these songs. Right? Yeah. yeah. Uh, write better stuff. <laughs> Music industry. Yeah. Yes. Uh, so, um, <laughs> for me, Highway Unicorn has Unicorn Corm. has it has a EDM feel yeah. feel to it. Uh, the chorus is super weak. Uh, ugh. Boys, boys, boys. I hear Katy Perry influences on this one uh, with her vocal performance, especially with the line something about uh, her lipstick and the ash and the car's ashtray. Something I don't uh, know. Um, so don't forget you, my lipstick. I left it in your ashtray. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm like it just immediately. That's who I thought of was Katy Perry. Um, which this is, and Anthony will understand this because he he'll he knows me. Um, I'm actually gonna go for boys, 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 just because of the fact that the I highway unicorn. Would. Um, I knew he would. Oh my God, Anthony, shut up. <laughs> Highway Unicorn uh, has a weaker chorus. And so I, looking at it from the perspective of a song, I feel it's just the weaker of the two. So. Julia agrees. She says, boys, boys, boys. A little too little too late. Yeah. Yep. Yep. What are we, three to two? Uh, Yeah, three to two. Yeah. Yep. So... Julia, you got to stick around because on those, you're going to be the deciding vote, I think, on some of these. Well, I don't know. Maybe not. Maybe. I don't know. I don't know. All right. Let's see what else we got. Commercial time. All right. Uh, we got, uh, I'm here to tell you, if you're not familiar with these albums, I know this, this is, we're in a lull right now, but we're about ready to come back out of there. So we are. Um, come back and join us. Why don't you? We'll be back. I have just one question. Have you thought about being a guest on the show? We are currently seeking music lovers of all kinds to join in on our fun. If you're interested in being a guest, or if you just have questions, comments, or suggestions, you can message us on Facebook or email us at theaudiorosepodcast at gmail.com. You can also submit any topics you'd like to hear discussed. Classic rock coffee. It's coffee that rocks, yeah. This ain't your typical coffee shop. It's Java with attitude, baby. From the moment you step onto the stage, you'll see, hear, and taste the difference. We're rocking and roasting seven days a week with guitars, amps, lights, burning wrists, and groupies. We've got the best coffee, frappe, smoothies, protein shakes, pastries, and sandwiches. Oh, yeah. Green M&M's if you get backstage. Come on in and get a whole lot of love. Get the idea for babies. Even if you don't love classic rock. Well, that's impossible. You're going to love classic rock coffee. Check us out. Located at Kansas Expressway and Sunset. Cool Wrestling, get a load of Recliner Wrestling Review. Old School WWF, WCW, ECW, and TNA Impact, as well as All Elite Wrestling. All things are covered by your host, Jared and John. That's right, catch them every Wednesday on YouTube. Recliner Wrestling Review. 
from the perspective of yet another fan or two. Episodes available now, only on YouTube. All right, we're going to get to know Mr. Johnny Atkinson, and my goodness, have I been looking forward to this all week. So, we'll let, uh, we'll let our driver get back in the driver's seat over there. Hello. Hello, Mr. Driver. Breaker, breaker, ain't a little smokies over there? Uh, no, no little smokies. <laughs> I didn't bring my meat suit. Aww. I got a message, by the way, last week uh, at the end of the show, and it said... Uh, if if you guys aren't wearing meat necklaces and earrings, yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna be upset. Sorry, I didn't uh, didn't have time to string my meat. <laughs> Johnny's like, what have I got myself into? No, you're fine. Um, <laughs> the, the real answer is I don't know. <laughs> All right, Johnny. So we got to start from the top here, my friend. Uh, what is your favorite flavor of pop tart? We already know this. Well, earlier it was mentioned of the be the brown sugar what is it brown sugar yeah brown sugar yeah. cinnamon yeah so whenever me and kyle were in middle school and high school which would be my best friend you know right we were nocturnal together he's in now he's in troy now which have a, a show on friday which we're going to be going to which is going to be great but his mom always used to buy the super cheapo ones like you know how pop tarts come in four there's four in a deal well they're so cheap they only come with three packages in the in the 99 cent one so those are my favorite even though they're not good <laughs> gotcha that's fair um Butter or no butter? Oh, no butter. Butter only goes on when you're over at grandma's and she only has the blueberry non-frosted. That oh, is, yeah. That is, that's when you need butter. What, what is it about grandma's and their unflavored stuff? And <laughs> it's got to it. be artificial. It's got to be like sweet and lows and it's always like something like that. It's yeah, like, it's true. It's true. Um, so did you play any instruments in school, such as like in band or an orchestra or anything like that? Uh, no, not at all. Uh, so... It was the seventh grade whenever me and Kyle had home ec together and we started being friends. We both liked Guns N' Roses, Paradise City. So nice. We would walk to the door every day and he'd meet me and we'd both do this with just two fingers, not even playing, not even playing like guitar at the bottom and just go, right. doo -doo 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 -doo. and that's how we became <laughs> friends. Found out he had a guitar that he didn't really play that well. And his dad played drums and they showed me Kiss. And I was like, this is amazing. So this is seventh grade. So my dad got me my first bass because I wanted to be just like Gene Simmons. Nice. And I still have my first bass. Good for you. And so bass is what I learned. And after that, it was vocals because we had to have them. So me, Kyle, and his dad could play. Gotcha. And then that's that's how it started. I never played anything else. I've never played in a band. I never had my family has no musical talent whatsoever. Really? I'm the only one in my so was that family. But my brother can write some good like good lyrics and play a little bit, but I'm the only one. So was that your first band project then with, with Kyle and his dad and yourself? That is correct. What was that called? Childhood's End. And that was a Kiss song. It's a very lame deal, but we were also 14. We, we sure. recorded tapes out in the garage where we had a spare tire with a metal bar with a mic from Walmart. It was like a $14 mic and we recorded tapes. It was January like 18th and we thought it was cool to have our shirts off. But we had third jamming session. See, there was jamming session one, two, three, four, and five. And gotcha. Then, we, then so, and I'd like to get 
Kyle's mom still has all the tapes of when we oh, used to wow. play all of them. And I actually have all of our old CDs because after Childhood's End, we in high school we played in Savage Arms, which is named after the gun. But I have all the demos where me and Kyle and one of our buddies from high school played. And wow. that's where I first started singing like I did basically in Nocturnal. But I have all of that stuff now, too, which is wonderful because I thought it was lost. Wow, man, that's awesome. I used to record with a little eight track CD burner one. So I'd have to like record our like six tracks and then I'd have to put it all to one track and then I'd have to adjust everything at the same time. Oh, man, those were the days. Yeah. So there you go. So tell me about the transition from that project into Nocturnal Nation or was there anything between there? So our drummer joined the military when we were in high school and then we had another drummer and he didn't want to drum with us anymore. So it was just me and Kyle. And actually we were living together. It was just after high school. And we thought about like putting an ad out sort of in a way to maybe us join a band because we didn't want to recreate one because we didn't know anybody. And then Nocturnal Nation got a hold of us because they lost their bass player and their singer, which was a female. And uh, me and Kyle took their place and that's how that started. And then it was, we kind of did what they wanted to do some of their older songs and we started writing our own songs and yeah. that's how it went. Was that transition for the writing part of it easy? As far as like, were they open to your ideas and that kind of stuff? Or was it like, oh, this is really different from what we had originally planned on the band being? It was it was really different. But the, the one thing I think what made it easier for them is because we were all the same age. Right. So we were all like 18, 19. So we were all new at the same time. Yeah. None of us really knew what we were doing at all. Sure. So it was actually just learning as we went. And yep. it was one of some of the best times ever. I mean... I would love to do a reunion show. So oh, dude, I, I think that'd be really cool. And I'd love to be involved in that, to be honest. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, no, I think that's really cool. Uh, Deborah Quine over here in the comments says, did you play in a park? Uh, she feels yeah. like she's seen video of this. Yeah, we um, we did two Fourth of July events in Rogersville City Park, which is a whole story on its own. It was great. But <laughs> we had like these new transmitters that we got because it was all about it was I got a cheap VHF. Wireless, oh, wow. because it was 2004 and it yeah. would it cut out the entire show like if i just listen my bass up to do a slide it would literally cut out during the bass slide and oh, it man. was just a disaster we had these smoke bombs we we're going to use that backfired and it smoked out everything been there done that before and but when a nocturnal we played there's a lot there's many outside stuff that we did yeah like a lot anywhere there was a show we did it that was back when people actually went out and did stuff instead of sitting inside all the time so yeah yep uh deborah says i love the girths <laughs> uh abigail says my grandma once bought shortcakes and poured milk over them then topped them with strawberries and pretzel crumbs they kept saying we couldn't eat if we didn't finish dinner if we didn't finish dinner Lindsay and i said no thanks <laughs> <laughs> fair enough um so obviously it sounds like you're a bass player do you play any other instruments besides just bass so now i actually don't do anything but sing um i can still play bass when Was, i need to gotcha um i i do enjoy it if we do the nocturnal reunion thing um we had Stephen Damiano, that was bass for us at the end for the last year and a half because it got to the point to where playing and singing at the same time become a little bit of a conflict mm -hmm. when you start messing with chops. So yes. we were changing our sound at the same time. But I can play drums, all right? If I was actually sit down in like a year on the drums, I could be just absolutely great. I, I can play guitar, mostly rhythm. I don't, if 
but normally singing is what I what I do more than anything. But yes, I can play guitar and play drums, nice. but I can't play keyboard really or anything. I wish I would have when I was a kid, because if you play piano and you're, you're growing up, it basically makes you where you can play any instrument. It translates so easily. And I, to missed, other I missed out on that opportunity. Yep. yep. Uh, so what's funny is, and and we'll get to this here in a, in a few minutes, but because uh, because I like to showcase a video of you playing and stuff for people that may not have seen you right. perform at all. Uh, but in my research for finding that video, I found a video of you playing drums, and it's uh it's your drum song, and I was like, this is a banger. Uh, <laughs> anyway. Oh, I know. I remember what I know. Which one this one is. <laughs> Do, 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 do. This is a verse. Do, 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 do. And then you go over to the ride. Ding, ding, ding. Did it. And here's the, the, here's the chorus. <laughs> now, now we're going into now the we're breakdown. Do, 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 now do, do, we're do, in do, the breakdown. It was sing straight singles. It was great. Pa, I'm like, breakdown. you're spot on. <laughs> totally spot on. Um, covers or originals and why? Uh, what are you asking exactly with that? So what do you prefer to perform? Do you prefer to write your own music and perform your own stuff? Or do you get a kick out of uh, you're taking your swing at uh, performing covers and stuff? Well, he, whenever we were in Nocturnal, we had like almost a three-hour set at one time. So we could literally play any type of show there is. I think when you're local and you're doing a local thing, as much as you want to get your music out there, people's extent into their attention span is small cover i think every band should do some covers because people want to hear those things and if you yep. do them right they want to relate to you they want to be yeah exactly and they will remember though like we would go from playing our songs to master of puppets to cat scratch fever to break in the law iron man right i mean for whom the bell tolls i mean it was ted nugent stranglehold we played stranglehold played seven nation army so, I mean, it was, and people always liked that. So I like the covers because that's what we grew up playing. And that's what people like to listen to even now. There you go. Uh, so you mentioned Gene Simmons earlier, but I'll, I'll ask you to specifically describe yourself and three musicians. So with my bass playing, it was because of Gene Simmons. That's why I also played with the pick because I wanted to be just like him. I guess if I wouldn't have had that inspiration, maybe I would have learned with my fingers. I'm not sure. Or slap or something along those lines. Right. I really got in the Guns N' Roses too after that because Def Man is a really good bass player. He plays with the pick as well. And yep. it was very 90s glam rock. And I really liked that. But if I was going to say who I am, because a lot of it, you got to remember, I was singing through all of this too. So a lot of it is what, what I replicated singing. So Right. And, and musicians, I, I also include vocalists and stuff too. If that's, um, yeah. M Shadows of Avenged Sevenfold would be a big deal to me because whenever City of Evil came out, it was, I heard the at rasp and it, it was still lots of guitars and solos and double kick. And I was like, this, this is new. This is, this is hot stuff right here. Right. So that had a big influence on me, um, especially. And then around 2009, 2010 was a big deal because hardcore is what I really like now. Screaming is what I do. And so asking Alexandria was a big deal for me because it brought back something new. And then it was, I don't know, it was just a big deal. So that's a big, and I'm trying to think of what would have a huge, huge influence on me. I don't know. My very first CD that I ever got was white zombie Astro creep 2000. Okay, so yeah. before I played music, I liked rock and roll. So I think it's, it's just rock and roll in general that I really, I just, I love, so many different types of music like i love celine dion and i love rap and i love tupac and i love bone thugs and harmony 
and also like corn and Metallica and then all the classic rock stuff I grew up with. I can't really, it's a mix of everything. Yeah. Because I like, that's a lot of how everything. I am. Like I, ha- I don't put boundaries or limits on, on things that I find enjoyable. It's if, if, uh, if I dig it, I dig it. Yeah. And it also adds a lot of influence to your own music because you get a, you get a chance to experience other things that may not seem, but like you don't want to people that only listen to like metal, you right. go and hear these, these metal bands, especially like local ones, and then it's like, oh, I'm out listening to that. So stuff's garbage. And then you listen to their music and it is garbage. It's like, well, if you don't have one influence, you're not going to expand and learn anything and change it up. It's true. Instead of hitting just grunge, no, no, gin, 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 with some cheap, you know, people got to have more variety in what they listen to because you don't have to be hardcore and be this awesome guy. No, you don't have to do that. I even love video game music. Mm hmm. I listen to a lot of video game music and yep. instrumental stuff, so it's it's a little bit of everything. Yeah, absolutely. Um, what uh, what was your first concert you went to, and who did you go with? So I think my first concert was Toby Keith, and I was in like sixth grade at the Duck Stadium when oh, I yeah? was still going. Um, my first, you know what? I think my first concert was Ted Nugent with Kyle and his dad at the fair in eighth grade or seventh grade, one of the two. Because nice. we went home and it was eighth grade except my bass. So because we, we went home that night and Ron had his drums in the garage and I had my little custom 10 inch combo amp with my Squire P bass. Yeah. And I had that baby turned all the way up <laughs> to make it. And we played Cat Scratch Fever, but it was like, it wasn't how it was played. It was zero three five, a cheap way of playing it. We just went do, 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 15 minutes straight. <laughs> Got it all worked out of your system, huh? Yeah. yeah oh, yeah. <laughs> That's good stuff. That's good stuff. Um, all right. And finally, what would you be, Johnny, if you would have followed your childhood dream? A weatherman. Oh, my gosh. Really? I like the weather we a lot. probably yeah. look you up. <laughs> <laughs> Tell me more. Why, why so? I was very scared of storms when I was a kid. Okay. To where it almost made an obsession out of it, at the, if that makes any sense. Yeah. So I've always been fascinated with springtime or anytime the weather gets severe. Um, I've always liked that. That was what I wanted to do as a kid. I was obsessed with the Weather Channel. So that was what it was. That's what it was. And then it was that went away fairly quickly. I've wanted to. What I've always wanted to do was make it in music since I was fourteen, right? Thirteen. So yeah. before that was Weatherman. That's really cool. You're the second person that we found on the show that has said that. I'm like, wow, that's amazing. Um, I dig it. I dig it a lot. Um, so I've got, uh, like I said, I, I went digging and found some old footage of Nocturnal Nation. Um, so we're gonna we're gonna watch this. And while we're watching along, Johnny, if you would tell us a little bit about who we're seeing, where you guys are playing, uh, the song that we're hearing, and that kind of stuff. Okay. And uh, and yeah, let's go ahead and take it away. Okay, so that is Jeremy on bass. So I think um, I don't think I was playing bass. I think Dom was in the band, but I didn't write this song. Actually, Jeremy wrote "Medicated Dreams," and um, I think her name was Heather that originally sang. She sang the lyrics to that. I had to switch them over to male vocals, and he really had a. We didn't get along for many years. He did not like me in the slightest because I ruined his song and I came in and ruined the thing he helped create with his brother. Wow. But we started That's to get along dynamic. later and I was like, you'd want you play this. You know, this is your song. So right. that was the, we were playing at the, uh, man, what the, oh, Ugly Mug. 
I'm pretty sure that's at the ugly mug. I'm pretty sure this is called fresh. Oh, is it? I think. I could be wrong. It's hard. It's hard to read. It's been a long time. But yeah, that was Jeremy playing bass, and he really enjoyed it because that's the song he wrote. He wrote the lyrics and everything to that song. Wow. And then Kyle drew, and yeah, yeah, that's what it was. Nice. The only time he ever played with us. Anthony's asleep over there. <laughs> we caught when, you. When you said you wanted to be a weatherman when you grew up, I thought you said you wanted to be a leather man when you grew up, and I oh got excited. <laughs> A leather man, assless chaps. Are you looking at Happy images? Birthday oh, they're, all <laughs> they're all assless chaps. Right. All of them. All are. chaps are assless. So doesn't make any sense, right? Uh, Abigail said, uh, "I typed that when you were talking about bland grandma food. Makes more sense in context." No, I got you. <laughs> yeah, and why is that a thing? Why do grandmas always have bland food? But when they cook, they make great food. And it's, it's the weird. worst for you. It's because they're not allowed to eat certain foods because of medical reasons. But if they're, cooking for, <laughs> if they're cooking for other people, they could put all the butter they want. True. I'm going to spoil these grandkids. Right. Right. All right, Josh. Mm. Next. <laughs> Sorry. I yeah, you're boring. King <laughs> the ga, ga, ooh, la, la. We've got Paper Gangsta versus Heavy Metal Lover. Josh, you're going last. Uh, Johnny, what do you think? Well, she says I don't want no paper gangster, but the song is also just it's not her. This is not this is not I mean it, she doesn't want a paper gangster. I don't know. Um heavy metal lover, I don't really know that well, so I guess I'll go with paper gangster because I just this is really these song last three fuck these last few songs are really weak. Yeah, like really weak. Paper gangster, gangsta. My bad. I guess <laughs> I don't really right. have a whole lot of input on it. Besides, it doesn't. It, it seems like somebody else wrote it, of course. And let's get it recorded and put on the album. Fair, uh, Anthony. I'm gonna go with heavy metal lover because of the first line, which I, is, "I want your whiskey. I want your whiskey mouth all over my blonde <laughs> south. Hot." hot my blonde south this song is about sex and <laughs> i'm here for it sex sells i'm gonna go with heavy metal lover mainly because the reason he just said paper gangster doesn't sound like gaga heavy metal lover fits in this album it sounds fine it starts off with keyboard guitar or whatever and it's it's fine i like it sonically it's more appealing to me uh so for me uh paper gangster has so many effects on her vocals it doesn't sound like her at all it sounds like um mm -hmm. So the song feels like it's missing something musically. Uh, all you hear is drums with an overbearing subtone and piano. And it's there's nothing pleasing about that at all. Heavy metal lover. Spoken word for the first part of the song. Uh, and it's a weak song considering the title. It's crap. It's garbage. There's nothing heavy metal about it. Paper Gangster wins. No, oh, you would Paper Gangster? Oh, yeah. Are you serious? I'm dead serious. Okay. I right. got you down as a paper gangster. There you go. And now, you? Now, I get what you're saying. How are you going to have a song called Heavy Metal Lover with no heavy metal in it? <laughs> right. Right. Um, with no guitar in it, I felt it was unimpressive. It threw cliches and it threw all the cliches of music production in there. So I mean, every single one of them. For me, how you were saying about like the biblical references and uh -huh. it's this is this for right. music with me. I'm like, right. this is not heavy metal whatsoever. Right. Yeah. Okay. Um, and I agree with everything you're saying. Yeah. 
uh, th- but it had every, and it's one of those things that I hate about popular music, even like rock or whatever, you'll have those little breakdowns that you can see coming from a mile away. <laughs> you see coming from a mile away, you know, uh, and the only reason I voted for this song is that it might be more fun to dance to in the club. Um, D- paper Josh, gangster? Josh, it's yeah. time for the truth. Paper gangster. Can you cut a rug? Can I cut a No. I mean, how, Why how am I surprised? How many, how many yards? <laughs> uh, yeah, I can cut a real rug. So that that's a testament to how bad I feel that paper gangster is. Okay. It, it I mean, it sounds like a Kesha song. I mean, it really does. Yeah. It sounded like we, the studio has a song. Kesha didn't want it. Here you go. Gaga. Um, we got it. We got this song for really cheap, so we're going to yeah. put it on the album. Yeah, right. absolutely. Yeah, exactly. I, You're and exactly I went right. back and I, I said, well, maybe I'm being too hard on Gaga. And I listened to some Kesha. It's like, nope. Right. It, it's, yeah. it's Kesha. Yep. But uh, that's what they were trying to do. They were trying to mold her into that mold at that point. Mm-hmm. But I'm going to go with Heavy Metal Lover just because I hate the other one more. All right. You're entitled to your opinion. <laughs> uh, <laughs> the one part of Heavy Metal Lover I do like is going I think that's catchy. But other than that, yeah, it's not a very good song. Neither, I, one, neither one of them. You just sang that and I couldn't sing it back to you. That's how not catchy it is. Right. Uh <laughs> Christy Pressler says heavy metal lover. Julia says, as much as I don't want to vote against a song titled Heavy Metal Lover, I'm voting Paper Gangsta. <laughs> All right. Um those dolphins are are getting sleepy or something they're slow on the draw heavy metal lover all right okay and moving on to brown eyes versus electric chapel uh anthony let's get your opinion on these um i think brown eyes is a van morrison song almost no but i think it um i think brown eyes was kind of like listening to it sonically and her vocal style in that song and how she sounds singing, I think that might have been one of the first things that led her to end up teaming up with Tony Bennett and doing their little uh, collaboration that they did between two hearts or whatever it's called. Uh, just because it kind of sounds in that realm where it's like, okay, she's singing like lounge music with this brown eyes. It's like very slow, drops everything. It's like a slow, easy listening jam song. Electric Chapel. You get more of the fake uh, keyboard guitar going in there with some solos and stuff thrown in for good measure. Um, I'm going to go with Electric Chapel just because I enjoy that more. It's got more energy, more beat than Brown Eyes. Where Brown Eyes, it's almost too slow. It just drowns out everything. I'm like, I this is like not giving me anything. If I'm going to listen to Lady Gaga, I want to beat. I want some upbeat tempo. I don't want to completely take away everything. It's just too slow for me. Yep. Uh, Joshua. So I felt that Brown Eyes was a ripoff of the Beatles and Queen. Kind of mixed in there. It had that boom, that chromatic stepwise thing going down that you hear with the Beatles and had some Queen feel to it. Uh, felt like Gwen Stefani was singing <laughs> some Avril, singing with Avril, with a little mix of Avril Levine okay. in there. Uh, I thought it was a nice change of pace for the album, but uh, I had to go with Electric Chapel because, hey, they actually had the distorted guitar on this. This was a real guitar on this mm-hmm. one. 
uh, and there's a guitar solo. Uh, and so they got bonus points for that. And that, that's what put it over the edge. Okay. Um, so for me, I've got uh, Brown Eyes. Uh, doesn't even sound like her, but it's still nice and stripped down. Um, but not in a way that like is necessarily bad for... It doesn't bring the album down. Does it belong on the album? Probably not. But is it a good song? I actually thought so. Um, I like the reflective nature of the song. Um, Electric Chapel, by the way, also debuted on Facebook's Farmville game. Uh, but it sounded very Madonna to me in that song. Um, my vote, surprisingly, is actually going to be for Brown Eyes. Really? Yep. I um, if if I didn't know it was Lady Gaga, and perhaps even if somebody else had done it, I feel like there's I don't want to say hit potential, but it could have had some success behind it. I feel like. Um, so yeah, that's that's my vote. Uh, Julia Lacob says Electric Chapel is her vote. Well, do we want to know what John thinks? We do want to know what John thinks. John, what do you think? When Brown Eyes comes on, I always use probably this is this is not the last song on the album. Is there one no. more? There's one more. Two more. Two more. more. I skip the song whenever it, it, it's really it's it is a skipper. Yeah, so I'm gonna go with Electric Chapel and I don't even know much about it either, but Brown Eyes is was like I said, it's one that I I don't listen to. It's it's it is very it's a lot calmer, but it's not catchy right. to me. So I know they're probably going to go for like a slower song because it used to be that 80s love. You got to have a love song on your album. Got to have your ballad. Got to have yep. your ballad. And I think it was that was their attempt, but it, yep. it fell extremely short. Yep. Fair so, enough. Yep. Uh, okay. There they are. Now they're back away. The Electric Chapel. Electric Chapel wins. All right. So for track 13, we've only got two more to go. Uh, I like it rough, and you and I. Uh, Johnny, we'll let you start this one out. I don't, I don't I don't know. I don't like I like it rough either. It's not really that good. I mean, I like it rough. Sounds like a Buck Cherry song. <laughs> it's another song that's not... It's a, Literally, this is the weakest songs on the end of an album like ever. It's just, I don't know. I don't... I, I, as of right now, and like you guys went and studied and listened, but and I was gonna re-listen to that first album too, but it's like I need to go off what I re what I remember. Right. I wanted to go off that approach, and when I think of I, if you would have asked me, I forget that song was on the album. There you go. Yeah, and then you, you and I, I don't really know that one either. So you got to remember though, at the end of that, I was I when I born this way, and I was trying to get into it, it started to push me in the wrong direction. It's because of the I, I don't know. There's something about that album almost like trying too hard, but it was a good thing too. But it just didn't, I'm, I'm it didn't right there with me. you though, Johnny. I really am. I I I understood the importance of the album and that it uh, it resonated with a lot of people. I was just not one of those. I was like, you know, I don't think it's I don't I don't know. It just didn't. So you're gonna go with which one then? I'm gonna go with you and I just because I like it rough. It doesn't make any sense. That's not what she's into. It's not like we're listening to like a rap song, a female rap song. I like it rough. I mean, that sounds like uh, I don't. I don't know. No, I, I. I just think the song's just that's not her. It's, it doesn't mean anything. I bet she's never sang that one live either. <laughs> Probably true. Probably true. Uh, Anthony, I'm going with you and I. This one's not close at all. <laughs> at How all. do you really feel? It's not close. Um, it's the same reason. I like it rough. You 
forget it's even a song. I couldn't even. This is probably the only one out of both albums. I probably couldn't even attempt to give you any sort of lyric or melody of that song whatsoever. I could sing you and I from beginning to end because it was all over the radio. It was Hit huge. It. She would um, perform this song in drag at the Grammys. <laughs> Hit and, it and would uh what what you said oh, you I'm, could... I'm not gonna sing the whole no no no, no. <laughs> oh, oh. you said it, I know every it, single it word a... I could sing it now well it, I mean, this is honestly kind of a dig at modern country music but Lady Gaga did a country a song better than anybody else in actual country radio did that year and yeah. that's just how bad country music has gone that's not a compliment no, to Lady Gaga necessarily it. it's how bad modern day country music has fallen modern day country modern day country has fallen off. It's good graces Bro, and the fact that someone country. like big trucks and, and moonshine the, and the fact that someone like Lady Gaga seat. can put out a country esque sounding song like you and I and it could be on the country radio and it's actually better that year than anybody else in actual country music was putting out that I would say you and I hands down um, the video was cool too so I like it rough sounds so much now we've we've talked about other songs on these albums sounding a lot like, you know, we've we've named uh, Gwen Stefani, Katy Perry, Kesha, all these people, Madonna. This song sounds more of anything like a Madonna song, specifically the song Die Another Day, to the point where if you listen to I Like It Rough and then listen to Die Another Day, for me, once I started listening to I Like It Rough, I wanted to stop the song within the first 20 seconds and then just go listen to Die Another Day because there's a better song. There's more... There's just so much more going on with that Madonna song than this. Um, I just thought it was like a, a totally a, a straight up cheap ripoff. Um, you and I samples uh, Queen. We will rock you. Slow down. This is where Brian May um, joined the the team, if you will. Uh, and it was co-produced by Mutt Lang. So it's got it's got star power and potential written all over it, which is why it was a big hit. It had a lot of people that knew what the hell they were doing, uh, helping her out on this. Uh, my vote is for you and I. Josh, uh, yeah, you you just kind of hit everything on the head. I thought that I like it. Ruth was a was just a synth pop filler, um, and I, I enjoyed the orchestration of this. Uh, even the you know the little techno elements that she had, like mm -hmm. the the beats and stuff underneath that weren't necessarily country. I thought they added to it and made it interesting. Uh, just the callbacks to like an Elton John esque intro on the piano, right? Um, it's done really well, uh, and I felt that it could have been on a country chart as well. Uh, probably was, was it, Anthony? I think yeah. it was. I think it charted on the country charts. Yeah, and I thought that this was probably the best, the best written song musically and lyrically. I agree on the album. Nice. Um, so that made me look up who wrote it, and Gaga had really no input on it. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah really none fair enough uh, so fair enough. but the fact that brian may was on there and mutt lang i mean if you can't yeah. have a hit with those two that's what i'm saying they, they, you're barking at the trying. wrong tree yeah yeah yep uh julia also votes for you and i in all caps she must love it <laughs> so let's uh add them up you and i you and i and we're on to our final song and really do we need to talk about this one right <laughs> Well, we've got to. We've we've talked okay. about all these other filler songs. We got to talk about this. The last filler song. <laughs> yeah, the closer. Yeah. The closer of the fillers. All right. So we've got Summer Boy versus The Edge of Glory. Hit it, Johnny. 
Johnny, you know, for it being a, a a last song on the album, "Summer Boy" is not a last song for the album. Oh man, really? I don't think so. Woo! I, I literally I, have that written down. Great I, end to an album. Oh, like being honestly, you think it's a great end to the I do. album? You do? I do, because it's another one. It's where I don't listen to that song. That's fair. Yeah, just like I do with the one before it. I, I those songs I just could never really get into and didn't really do it much for me. And then the edge of glory. Um, was that on the radio? Mm -hmm. That yeah. was on the radio. Yeah. It was on the radio. That uh, I'm on the edge. That was a yeah. single. Of glory. Yeah. I, I think the whole, the edge of glory is better than summer boy because I don't even like, if I was like, I want to listen to Lady Gaga today and summer boy never comes even close to like, anything on my list whatsoever sure no it's i agree with that like <laughs> when you think gaga you don't think summer boy yeah and then <laughs> I uh, so i'm gonna go with the edge of glory okay um so since i kind of spoke up on that like summer boy i really encourage you to go back and listen to you because especially in the beginning it has got a fantastic funk beat um it's a, a song about a summer fling and i really do think it's a great into an album um i just wish there hadn't been so many lulls in the album before that um, give it a sour taste at the end, most maybe. Right. Maybe, yeah. Maybe, and I think maybe, that's, maybe that's what, it, what is. it is. Maybe yeah. that is what it is. I'll have to give it another try and see what I think about it now. Because I think definitely on that album, it's a fall off album, meaning like it's front loaded to the point that the second half of the album, you're like, I'm just going to change CDs now. You yeah. know, that kind of thing. I mean, yeah. You're probably right on that. That's probably what it is. Um, Edge of Glory, uh, another good album ender, I think. Uh, the saxophone played by Clarence Clemens of Bruce Springsteen and the E Street Band. Uh, really well produced, and I love the uh, second half of the song. It feels like a very 80s mixed with techno uh, type song, like an 80s rock, 80s pop kind of song, uh, which also is helped by the saxophone solo there and then toward to the end of the song. Um, I would mm -hmm. I would give the edge to Edge of Glory. But I really I, I really encourage you if you haven't listened to Summer Boy, it really is a great funk beat to uh, to the song. So, uh, Joshua, what do you think? I don't know where you get. I mean, I was looking for the funk in this album, and I don't even remember that really this song. All I could see, and maybe just the fact that this was so much of a ripoff of, of No Doubt. I mean, this this could have been just pulled from one of No Doubt's albums, in my opinion. It sounded sounded identical to what they were doing at the time on Summer Boy. On Summer Boy, I, I would agree with yeah. that. Yeah, and then kind of the half part of the chorus sounded like a blondie song mm. so it sounded nothing like gaga in my opinion it didn't show her voice and it kind of harkens I'll, it kind of harkens back to what johnny was saying earlier tonight is this is a lot of her trying to find her footing and and what her her, her voice and her sound is and stuff you know i don't even think it was that i think this was a song that was given to her that to do this is a filler song this yeah. is oh it, it's yeah. filler for sure yeah i yeah. don't think it's, it's just it is what it is, you know? It's, yeah. uh, but my point is, of all the filler songs we've covered, I feel this is the strongest one. See, I don't know. I, I, I This is um, forget is forgettable for me because I... That's fair. Someone who digs the funk, right? I don't even know. I couldn't even... Doesn't even hit me. The, which one was the one that had a better funk intro? Um, oh, what was that one? Uh, Beautiful Dirty Rich has more of a funk intro feel to me than, than interesting well whenever obviously we can't play it on the show but whenever we go this off one had, air maybe had kind of a more reggae feel to it but that's huh. if i'm when i'm thinking no doubt because blondie also had kind of a reggae yeah that ska influence yeah, kind yeah. Of a ska. Mm -hmm. so i don't know i to me this doesn't 
say funk. It just says forgettable. Okay. So, um, and on the edge of glory, uh, I think it's iconic Gaga. When you think Gaga, you think of a yeah. few songs, and this is one of them. Yep. Uh, I had a chance to play this live in a show, the D- oh, cool. Diva show, and it's fun to play. Oh, I bet. There's great breakdowns, great changes in it. Um, we even had a saxophone player with it, and it, it's it's a really great song. Um, I love the fact that she actually has a song, too, that she can really belt things out. So you can yes. see this is the beginning of seeing some of her uh, vocal prowess, if you will. Right, and... One of the things that I always dinged her on in some of these other songs are the repetitiveness. Yeah. But the repetitiveness and this works because she builds each time. Right. I'm on the edge, the edge, the edge. It always goes up and up and up. And yep. so it intensifies each time. So Correct. this is repetitiveness done well. Yeah. Um, done with meaning. Done with done purpose. With meaning, yeah. yeah. It has a nice, it has nice builds. It has nice dynamics. It, go, it breaks down and then it comes back. So there's no question that Edge of Glory. Okay. this one out all right uh and finally anthony um i'm kind of on the same campus jared on this one where i used to skip summer boy back in the day i would just skip it and go back to listening to just dance at the beginning and listen to the beginning half of the album again but this week i went back and i listened to all these songs and i just put on headphones i closed my eyes and i listened and i'm like summer boy's actually pretty good yeah it's it's not on par with a lot of the other stuff but i'm like summer boy would be it fits in that first half of the album as it's, far as quality It's funny, goes. too, by the way, that you agree because, uh, and I should have said this at the top of the show as a disclaimer, Anthony and I have not talked one word no. of Lady Gaga. Like, the he, first day whenever, the first day whenever I was like, hey, this was this is the week that you're on the show for Gaga. Here's the here's the playlist or whatever. He's like, oh my gosh, this one song. I'm like, nope, 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 nope. Don't want to hear it. So there's been no no back and forth any of this on this. So that's interesting to hear that you thought the same. Yeah, and as far as the Edge of Glory goes, it's a great song. One of the best songs that she has on the album. I think it's one of the better singles. I think it should have gotten more success than it did. I completely, 100% agree with Josh in the sense that this, more so than any other song, it builds. That song builds so well. And there's everything that you want in it. There's, I think there's piano. Um, The saxophone is great. I think the saxophone was played by, who was it? Um, Clarence Clements from Bruce Springsteen. Yeah, the there he band. is. Yeah, and I'm just—it's it, a great song. It, it, I think it—it's a good way to close the album as well. Um, similar to how uh, Mary and I opened the album pretty well. Not as good as Born This Way would have opened the album, but um, I think Edge of Glory is a great closing song for the album. I think it does a great job with it. So Edge of Glory for me. It's not, there you go. It's not close. The Summer Boy is a good song. I have to give it another try again then. Yeah. <clears throat> Me too, because I don't remember the yeah. funk. I, I yeah. used to skip it. Well, we'll give it a spin um, once we go off the air. Like okay. I said, I wish we could play even a piece of it, but of course, copyrights and all that fun stuff. You know how that goes. Mm-hmm. Um, so we can't be doing all that. But um, so what's... Uh oh, I did the wrong button there. Sorry. So Josh, let's go ahead and call... Oh, actually, let me go to the comments here. Um Julia says, the Edge of Glory, yet another one I love to sing, and Clarence Clemens on the sax. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. And uh, Christy says, Edge of Glory also. So, we're calling it. I assume Edge of Glory was the winner on that. Edge of Glory, yep. All right. I, I don't think there's anyone voted for the other one. No. <laughs> 
Uh, let me see here. I want to. Oh. Okay, so it's got to play our little sound again. Here, you ready? All right, Josh. Yeah. Uh, do we have a Do we have a clear and concise winner here? Yes, we do. All right. So, without any further ado. Yay! Born This Way is our winner for the day. Uh, so what was the track total? Do you know? Uh, it was 9 to 5. Working 9 to 5. What Born a this way, way to make a living. And you know what? When my picks were 7 to 7. so I was 8 to 6. Yeah. yeah. It was very close. Did you Personally. go into this before, like, before listening to anything? Did you just... At face value, think, oh, this is a better album. You mean just like before I listened to yeah, anything? Yeah. I, I had no clue as to what the tracks were from each album. I couldn't tell you who did what songs were actually on the gotcha. before. What so, about you guys, Anthony and Johnny? Did you guys have any preconceived, uh, oh, this has got to be the shoe-in kind of thing? Um, I thought, my original thought, Born This Way is going to kick the fame's ass. Not going to be very close. I thought it was going to be uh, 10-4. But... Then I started thinking you were close. And then I, like five. I, yeah. And then I started thinking about it harder. I was like, well, no, some of these songs on on um the fame are good and they'll probably beat them. It just depends on how the early album area goes. And I ended up having it at either a nine four or an eight seven or an eight uh six. Okay. So what about you, Johnny? I know you have a lot of nostalgic feelings towards the fame. Did you feel like based on that alone, it would probably end up going to the fame? You know, it was going to be the fame whenever before the before before we did this. But after we started going through and I got past the first five songs and realized that it's only an EP, basically, and not even a full album. Right. Which I think with, is why they got filler. remixed into another album. Correct. Because they felt the same, probably. Well, with like, yeah, the fame monsters. What is that? An extension of the fame? Is that what that's yeah, supposed to it's be? It's like a part two. Right. If you had that, there's a, it, it would probably win. If you it put, probably if you would put because there's some together. good there's some good songs on on that EP for sure. Really good, like Monster. Is it Monster on that one? Monster, yeah, like Teeth, Alejandro, uh, Bad um, Romance. Yeah, Bad. I'm gonna say that uh, Born This Way is more, and the reason why is because even if the stuff is at least what she's talking about is something she wants to talk about instead of like, Hey, we bought this song for the lowest bid. It's the end of that album of the fame that does it. None of those songs or anything she wrote or anything she probably even cares about. Right. So born this way, you would have to win just because it's more intelligent, more, more heart put into it. She wanted to do more things that she wanted to do. And it was the, it was her next full album after being told what to do. And I think she did a pretty good job at doing what you wanted to do on that. I yeah. really do. So yeah. yeah, born this way is better. Even though I wanted the fame, the fame has good songs, but and it's only the first four songs or five songs. Yep. And I'm like you, I think a lot of my uh, judgment was clouded in nostalgia as far as I'm like, Oh, come on. This is going to be a way better album. This yeah. isn't even close. Uh, Cause I could name like two or three songs from born this way. And then it's like, well, you know, really there was only like four or five hits on, on, yep. uh, fame. on fame. So, so yeah, good stuff. Good stuff. Um, all right. What else we got here, Josh? What else? Oh, we all out of time because we've taken it all up. 
Sorry. <laughs> hey, it's like Josh said, 28 songs that we had to go through. Yeah. So uh, we made it, fellas. We made it. We made it. Uh, so I want to say thank you guys so much for your time. It's so nice to have you guys on the show finally. Um, Johnny, it's been really nice to get to know you and to chat with you off stage. Like I said, we've known each other, known of each other for years. Yeah. Uh, so this is a nice, a nice first encounter, if you it will. Is, it so, is very nice. I good stuff, it. man. Good. I'm glad you did. Thank, thank you. you both for your time. I appreciate it. Thank you. Uh, yeah. Anthony, thank you. Happy early birthday. Thank you. Uh, and uh, go sports. Yeah, Team USA. <laughs> I'm going to go home and watch the Olympics for the next week. There you go. Two weeks. Two weeks. Well, yeah. Yeah. All right. So we are out of time. Be sure to check out our website at audioroast.com where you can find merch, playlists, links to our sponsors and past episodes, as well as different ways to support us. Time for our final thoughts. There we go. <laughs> uh, final thoughts are, um, hey, if I send you a message and say, hey, would you like to be on the show? Will you please reply? <laughs> See you next week. I don't know what the hell we're doing. Bye. Mm-hmm.